Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like, to be quite honest with you. It feels like I'm out of the closet. It feels like, you know, one of those things where everybody knew but me. This is where I'd be playing R. Kelly, but. No. Except not. We're not playing R. Kelly. No. So there's a box. There's a box. And the box came on like the perfect day. I can reach the box. You have to get up. I wasn't. I was just pulling down my dress. That's a good idea. (laughs) Since you decided to run video. I have to be more conscious of that because everything's out and about. Yeah. It kind of fits. It's something that you should open here. Do you have your unboxing knife? That's the part of your unboxing knife that I don't like. The switch. What if penises came out like that? Like as soon as you were ready, it was just like. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was on Twitter. And we're all funny story stories begin. Um, somebody was demonstrating a penises that just pop out an electronic strap on actually. <clears throat> so it was large, of course, mm-hmm. and it was folded down. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit a button, it slowly raised up. Mm. And so so like, do you hit the button while it's inside of you? No, no. I think, I, th- I think it's more for a presentation. Okay. So that it would come up slowly. And it had this nice upward hook bend. Not so sharp to be unpleasant. Right. But but just enough. Yeah. So that was its way of saying, and we're ready. Right. It kind of looked like um, an elephant's trunk. Yeah. (laughs) Being. I see it. I think I was thinking that already. Yeah. When you said it just slowly. Slowly just kind of, yeah. Well, that's what the real It didn't get bigger or smaller. It just kind of just same size the whole time and just up. That's what the real ones do. Mostly. Just slowly and I'm ready. Mm-hmm. It's not like a. It's not actually, like that. I mean, if you're basically comparing the two, this was much faster, actually. It depends. Mm. <laughs> it depends on whose chunk it is, right? I, and what day of the week it is. Because sometimes chunks can slowly. If it's been a minute. If it's so, been a minute, it might not have gone down in the first place. That's all of the story. That's true. So That's am I true. doing this now, or is there a backstory? Or. Um, no, there's no backstory. It's just something we've talked about here on Good Talk. And, uh... Talked about so many things. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't help. (laughs) And it's interesting that it came today. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know that it was coming today. And I didn't know that today would be the day that I would come out of the closet. So, all these things... Is that an appropriate term? Oh. Is it not? Do we not use that for other things now? I don't think we do. Oh, okay. So, I'll think of something else. Today, I... Announced. Can we say that? Unveiled. Today I unveiled slash announced some painful truths. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> way to refer to the show. Good God. Today I let go. But God. Let go and let God. I know. I'm using both. I don't know. You... But God. <laughs> I let go and let God. But God. I don't think I should be doing that either. As, as a Christian, I don't mind your appropriating. As a, as a former Christian. I was about to say. As a former Christian, I don't think. Do you want to say that? The, I think you're in the realm. Jesus is listening. I guess he knows, though. Well, you also saw my tweet from the other day, so he's already mad at me. Mm. 
That's unfortunate. All right. Here we you, go. You, you'll never guess. No. But, and it's for both of us. I feel like unboxing on a podcast doesn't quite hit the same, but uh, let's see. Really? Why? It's private? No, because you can't see the thing that's being unboxed. But you can see. On a, that's not how a podcast works. Oh, oh. Well. The fact that we're doing video is great. Yes. So if you want to see what he got, what we got, to help us celebrate this new part of our relationship. Oh, my God, it's heavy. Oh my god, it's heavier. Oh my gosh. Why is it heavier once I took it out the box than when it was Because it's it? tightly compact. Ow. <laughs> I did it for you because your hands were full. Don't you love how my ams are exactly the same as the bed? Don't you? It's exactly the same. <laughs> this is why you should run the board. It'll be so much easier for you because half. Because I don't have to say it. I could just do it myself. Yeah. Ow. Jesus Christ, Amazon. I mean, thank you, Amazon. And thank you, Amazon workers, for. Delivering things to people who don't leave the house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in this box is the end of our relationship. Yeah, it's been nice. I appreciate it. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Two long years oh. of pure wonderment, and it's now over. I so, did it. I pulled the plug. So we've had re requests <sighs> to. Play Scrabble. Yep. Live. Absolutely. Well, shouldn't you go back a little further than that? Even. Um. Everybody doesn't know why your true. name is Mully. True. This is a great origin story. Yeah. I don't even call you Mully here. You're Shane here. Um. It, you. There's been a couple Mullies, but yeah, we need to go through the thing. But before, mm -hmm. I just want to tell you that the post that I put up today, at the end, I wanted to say, and for the record, the nickname ain't Mully. His name is Shane Paul Neal, and this is how we shall refer to him from here on out. I wanted to get rid of Molly today, but I figured that was something we should probably talk about. But I'm kind of done with Molly. So I think the Molly is hard because Molly is not, Mulligan is named the company. Yep. <coughs> Mulligan is the name of the dog I should have had. Pre Molly. Pre Molly. Sounds like some weird <laughs> sexual dysfunction. <laughs> I pre Mullied. Um, it will. You never pre Molly. <laughs> I should be so lucky <laughs> to get a pre-molly out of you. Um, it will at some point be the name of our future dog whenever yes. that comes to be. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, and my son has become Mini Molly. He's Mini Molly. Your my brother is Brother, brother Molly. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's kind of it's permeated through a lot of different things. Yes. Um, but I'd like for you to be Shane. I'd like to not be Jonathan, <laughs> but <laughs> that's another story. story. And another um, podcast. Yeah. So the origin of Mully, of Mulligan, um, was that the first word, Mulligan? N Mulligan was probably the first word, but there have been other things. Mm -hmm. um, I think actually Diviner probably Diviner was, was before Mulligan. So we are both <clears throat> wordy people. Yes. And so I find there's two types of wordy people there are folks who have a set number of go-to words mm -hmm. and there are folks who are very wide mm -hmm. in their vocabulary and we're both very wide mm -hmm. um one of the things i discovered quickly is that i think what really ends up happening is i came into relationship speaking in a way that you had wanted to speak correct 
before me and since me. Yeah, for sure. I've always had a really strong vocabulary, but I also, you know, was the type of kid that was really annoying about it. Mm. So... Actually, I would say, were you... Here's my question. Were you annoying or were people annoyed and insecure like were you actually annoying i was actually annoying okay so you don't know the ermine story i know the ermine story um but i don't, but I don't find that annoying maybe that's why we're together well because in the work, fifth grade when it's keeping you from going outside for lunch you probably would have found it annoying um maybe. i'm annoying mm-hmm. so over time i've learned to kind of uh shrink mm-hmm. back from that right um so there's no words there's some most words that you know, I do know them. Right. I just don't use them in common, ca- mm-hmm. casual conversation. You don't care whether or not you're going to seem annoying. You're the person who, if you knew that the word was pronounced genre, you would have been <laughs> pronouncing it genre your whole life. And you would have right. said to me, so what kind of genre of movie do you like? You would say it right. and not give zero fucks. And I would be like, what did you just say? <laughs> True. That's just who you are. Right. And so when we met and we started to talk and whatever, I realized that I could let out all those words mm-hmm. that I wouldn't use. Right. Um, but, but I quickly found out that you know more words than I do. And I don't like it. <laughs> well, I think the other part of it, too, is part of the mix in that became the gag of sort of, how do I explain it? You were almost uh, annoyed or embarrassed by proxy because of my language in a certain way. Because, yes. because of that history. Correct. So, um, do we start with, do we do Diviner? Do we, we start go? with Diviner. So, we Diviner are... is still a problem for me. <laughs> so, let me just say for the record, it's mm-hmm. not the words. It's not. I mm-hmm. love learning a new word. Mm-hmm. So, if we had been walking through my garage one day and it felt so like before it was... So, we, before we get to the, if we had, let's tell the actual story. Okay. We're walking through my garage and it seems like it might be a little cloudy and I say something like, oh, man, seems like it's going to rain. Um, and you said, not for a while. Yeah, I think so we later. got like a half hour. Or right. We got a little time. And I was like, how do you know how long we have before it rains? And you're mm-hmm. like, I come from a family of diviners. Mm-hmm. Jokingly. You weren't joking. I, I don't come from a family of diviners. I mean, you weren't <laughs> joking about using this ridiculous word. No, no, no. I wasn't. Not the word, but the... You said, I come from a long line of diviners. Of diviners. Right. And I was like... What the fuck is a diviner? <laughs> and uh, then I told you not to tell me. I looked it up myself later. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, someone who knows when it's going to rain, essentially. Right. But no one. It wasn't the fact that you knew that word. If I would have said, oh, my gosh, it seems like it's going to rain. And you would have said, have you ever heard the word diviner? And I would say no. And you would say, it's a person who knows that it's about to rain. I feel like I come from a family of diviners. We're not going to. Mm-hmm. It's not going to rain. I totally use, fine. I use annoying, what you could classify as annoying words very casually. Correct. To the point that I don't know that they're. And that's annoying. Unusual words. So I posted on Facebook. A nigga just said, oh, well, I didn't say that. But I said, this dude, um, I think I must have just dialogued it and just wrote out exactly yeah, what Yeah, that's happened. usually what you do. You, you do the, yeah. yeah. Um, and then people were like, nah, nope, nah. And some people are like, I know Diviner. But most people are just like, what the hell? Who yeah, is this guy? It's always two diehards. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he, he's, he's good. Right. I'm, I'm with it. But the most annoying part was it rained a half hour later. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. So, no, that wasn't the most annoying, annoying no, part. No, it wasn't? No. You thought, using the my, word Diviner. I thought my being right about the rain made no, it worse. That's, that's cool, actually. Like, oh, snap, it really did rain. The annoying thing was the word Diviner mm. that I couldn't even 
there are certain words that you can use where it's like, I don't know that word, but I get it. Prefix, suffix, right. tech context. There's none of that in diviner. Diviner is like you either know it or you don't, bitch. So <laughs> you don't know shit about words. So um, that became problem- problematic. Right. So that leads into Mulligan. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the conversation was. Um, it might have been that we were... It might, it might have been that we were starting to get on each other's nerves a you, little bit we about were, something. We were beefing. And we and, both paused. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is stupid. Yep. And I said, let's just call a mulligan. Yes. And you... I were, was annoyed. Because <laughs> I had never heard that word before in my so life. We got a whole, so and the question was, well, what's a mulligan? Yep. And I said, it's a golf term. It means basically a do-over. Mm-hmm. And your thing was, well, who the fuck who knows? Who uses that in casual conversation? Right. Use that shit on a fucking golf course, not in my apartment. <laughs> Um, and then I was really surprised. What started to happen is that with all the words that you use, I would run to Facebook immediately mm-hmm. and write down what happened. And there started to be more and more people who would be like, uh, I know that word. I know Mulligan. I play golf. Um, and still. Right. I think this, I think at this point when these, because there's been several of them at this point, when these words come up, they've, they've become three distinct camps. There's been, what the fuck is wrong with them? Mm-hmm. That's the largest. There's... I'm learning new words all the time. This is great. Keep oh, yeah. it up. Actually, they keep it a list. Yes, that might be the largest, actually. <laughs> and then they're the folks who are really happy that they knew the word mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it was mulligan or diviner or magnanimous Correct. or... Correct. So magnanimous you is, knew. is the kind of word I'm talking about where it's like, I know it. And even if I didn't know it, I know it. It's because mm-hmm. I get it. I can trace it and figure it out. Right. I know how to spell it. Um, but Which I can't. No, you can't spell any of these words, which is how we got into diswant, but that's right. a story for another day. Um, but like magnanimous was just more an issue of why are you using these words in casual conversation? Mm. Why aren't you being a normal human? <laughs> why don't you care? So if you dated a girl who was like not too bright, mm-hmm. you're still throwing all of these words at her? Yeah. And um, I, I hate to say like this, but I would do it like I do with my son. I use the same words with my son. And he says, Daddy, what does that mean? Yes, I've heard him. And I say, it means this. He says, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he'll, some point he'll throw it back to me. Mm-hmm. And But he's six. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to compare whomever to a six-year-old, but I would kind of so approach it the same way. So have you ever dated someone who would often say that? Like, what does that word mean that you're using? No. So you've always dated women who were relatively bright? Or, or dumb enough want, to or didn't want, Or didn't ask. want to say and didn't want to ask. And we're using context clues or whatever. Right. I guess. Now, I, I feel like I have to say this, but I've never dated anyone who wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I need to say that because it's not like, oh, I've never dated a... Okay, wait, I have dated people who weren't smart. but um, <laughs> I think more so, I don't know that I'm, any, I'm much smarter than the next smartest person that you dated. I just use... My language is just different. Like I don't want, I don't. Want, I used to hope that that was the case. I'm, cause, but I'm not so sure. Like last night, or was that two nights ago? Whatever. Um, we were talking. I was talking about Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Right. Mm-hmm. So my whole life, I thought that was pronounced Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. Um, I can spell it for you: S E H A D E N. I can. F R E U D E. And so um, here's a question: For all my loquaciousness. Sorry. See that one? I don't mind. That's like a fake. You <laughs> right. Know, it is, that's it a hotep big word. <laughs> you know, I like to be loquacious when I'm talking to you. Nah. So for all for all the use of my words, is it bad that I can't spell a lot of them? 
No, not at all. Mm. Is it bad that I can spell words but not know how to pronounce them? Mm. Fair. The same thing. Fair. Um, I think it's really more about the meaning that matters. Mm-hmm. So with schadenfreude, I've known this word my whole life, I feel like. And I know how to spell it. It's mm-hmm. not an easy word to spell. I know what it means, but I've pronounced it schadenfreude forever until mm-hmm. two days ago. Mm-hmm. And you were like, nah, it's pronounced schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. The E is not silent. Right. Uh, whereas something like ermine. Mm-hmm. Ermine. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so... That's when I realized, as long as you don't challenge him on the pronunciation, you're good. You're smarter than him. You're better than him. <laughs> you'll win all the Scrabble. Except Scrabble, I have an upper hand on you. Because? Because Scrabble is not about pronunciation. Scrabble mm-hmm. is about spelling. Right. So I can get Schadenfreude, whatever, mm-hmm. on this board. Right. And you might not be able to because you don't know the word. You right. don't have the letters. Right. So... We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. What do you think, though? Like, who do you think is? So my experience with Scrabble, because you haven't played. I've never played. My experience with Scrabble has been all the big fancy words that you know rarely make it to the board. Mm-hmm. Because you end up doing cat, rat, fat, sat. Because <clears throat> there's a limitation on the letters. Yeah. And there's limitation on what you can play based on what's already been played. Right. So, what do you mean? You can't play the same word twice. Can't play the same word twice. Wait, what? But also, but even beyond that, um, like magnanimous. Yeah. There's only but so many M's. Right. And magnanimous. So there's two M's. Uh, there's multiple. It's, it's a very long letter with repeating mm-hmm. letters. Yeah. Re- two re- N's. Very long word with repeating letters. Mm-hmm. So getting a word like magnanimous out is far from likely. Right. It's. Or if it is, you're done. It's as right. It's as much strategy. It's more strategy than because you might need to do cat and hat over right. trying to make metonymous work. Like there's a world where I'm not good at strategizing anything. There's a world where there's a world where me putting down king get more points than you putting down Schadenfreude, right? Because of placement and a I lot of other different things. Um, how do we do this? Do you think that we should be weirdo content people and play this for the first time on live or tape it or whatever? I've had a couple different thoughts about this. It's either of going to be. I don't think it's live because. It's a slow game. It's a. It's a it's a game that's slow enough to where. There'd have to be a lot of dialogue and a lot of stuff going on between us in the course of the game, to we can sit there and watch mm-hmm. y'all two motherfuckers play Scrabble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So either we're recording, unless we both had people helping us. Eh, maybe. Well, pre-pandemic, <laughs> we had the idea of having a Scrabble tournament. Yes, at the, at Third Space, right? One forty-two Lafayette. <laughs> that none, nobody can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we had the idea. Kenny Mouse. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Um, we had the idea of having the Scrabble tournament. Which. Wait, hold on one second. I'm sure. gonna turn this off now. Okay. I'm done. Oh, they're gonna turn the light off, but that's fine. I'm actually adjusted to it now. Um, there was a world where that was gonna happen. That was gonna be a thing, and that was actually gonna be sort of the coming out of the podcast network and all the different things. Right. Um, that world. Right. I don't know. I don't know how we have partners in the course no, of the pandemic. No. Um, so either it's that, or we record it and we chop it up and produce it mm-hmm. like that. 
Um, the other thought I had was, we each play a word a day. Mm. I mean, in a global pandemic. We got time. We got time. <laughs> Maybe it's um, the first thing we do when we go on. Mm. Or the last thing. Right. So that could be our opening. or Actually, because you've been talking about when your words are closing. Maybe our Scrabble game is the closing. Except then we have to be like, how do we describe what's happening each time? Like, Leah played rat. Well, Leah, if you're not following the game, last week she played. No, we, we you played this. I played that. This is the score. Oh, okay. And maybe somewhere there is. But I need to play one whole game first. That's fair. Maybe it's just for us. Some yeah. things are for us. Nothing's just for us anymore. <laughs> um, so there are a few ways that we can do it. Um, I have to record it though, whether it's just for us or sure. not. When I win, I need <laughs> to see that. But I'm afraid of you know one thing that you do that you actively don't like about me is oh you get ugly. I get ugly, mm-hmm. and I have to contain that. So I think in terms Did of you this, turn that later? if you want, it's it's up to you. It's more on you than me. I'm fine. Okay. Um, so what is actually helpful with this is that it actually is a competition. Right. My issue is when you're competitive and there's no competition. there's no competition except the one in my head. You can talk all the shit you want on a Scrabble board because we're competing. That's fine. Right. Although there's a place where I can take it too far, even in a competitive game. My concern is what happens if and when you lose and how that goes. Oh, I'm a, I'm fine. I'm fine with losing. I'm just a horrible winner. Mm. Always. I've always been a terrible winner and a great loser. I can be very humble. I can be very okay. good game. I can be very... All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see if that but holds up. I'm just up. not a good winner. Um, so, yeah, I think that part, you talking shit and whatever, that doesn't bother me. Um, Although knowing what you just said now about Scrabble being more about strategy than knowing a bunch of words... Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So you said before that chess wouldn't work because abstract reasoning isn't. No, I don't have that. This isn't abstract reasoning like that. No, I know that, but strategy at all is not my strong point. Strategy in terms of do it's I put my, the way I think about Scrabble? I think about Scrabble is it's going to be weird how little I know about mm-hmm. how this game goes. Mm-hmm. In my mind, even though I know it's not true, I have all the letters I could ever want. Mm-hmm. Like 20 M's, 20 just infinite <laughs> letters. Here's what's going to happen: you're going to have three A's. <laughs> A Z, a Y, and an M. Right. So in my mind, I have all the letters I need. Mm-hmm. And it's like, your turn. And I take all the letters I need and make a huge, big word out of it. And try to make one that's bigger than yours. There there, there are times where you, you can make, people have made, because you get seven tiles. Mm-hmm. You'll make a seven-letter word. And there's a bonus to that as well. And all right. those other things. Like, that world exists. No. There's no world where you have 150 tiles. And you can make the biggest word that you want. That's not a word. Oh, no. I'm saying with your seven. Is yeah, a word. no. No, you're not hearing me. In my world, you have 150 tiles. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the point is just to make a big word. Right. And then it's your turn to have 150 tiles and make a bigger word. Well, you know. Th- and that's we, not how the game goes. But there's also a space where we just buy a bunch of tiles, dump them all in a right. bag. That's That could be. And have fun that way, too. Correct. So but I need seven, to play it classically. seven, you get 14 tiles. Right. Or 21 tiles. Or 150 and, tiles. And we just see who can plop down the biggest. I'll play it classically mm. first. And how does one get to be 46 without ever playing Scrabble? Um, I'm guessing because you are you, nobody wanted to play Scrabble with you. Oh. 
Who wants? That would be like me wanting to play darts with a sniper. Right. Like. Right. But you just said it's more about strategy and placement than it is about just knowing a bunch of words. Sure. But, and I don't, I can't but recall, even with that. I can't recall many times where I was left out of a Scrabble game mm-hmm. or like where people like sneaking past my dorm, like, don't go to her. <laughs> you don't um, want to play Scrabble with her. Scrabble is a very popular game with Scrabble people. Right. If you're not, just, Scrabble isn't something that you generally pop up with like, you know, I'm in the mood to do this morning. I love to play a game of Scrabble. I'm I'm surprised that it was not a part of my family's games. Mm. We did Uno. We did Clue even, which mm. was a long, arduous, <laughs> all-day process. I, that's why I can't play Monopoly. Oh we didn't do Monopoly. I think that was like a... I think the nation was against Monopoly for Because it was reason. a white man taking white over... White man's money game, putting people in jail or something. I don't know. But we didn't play Monopoly. We played Uno. We played Clue. We played Checkers. We played... What's the one where you dropped the checkers in oh um connect connect four connect four we play lots of stuff i'm surprised my mom is a wordy i'm surprised that we didn't play scrabble but it wasn't wasn't part of the deal real quick uno are you stacking or you're not stacking i don't even know what that means so when we played last time remember yeah. my son was putting down three threes no two no two. that's ridiculous i play classic uno because i don't mm-mm. you are what we would call the bourgeoisie i'll take it <laughs> i've been that all my life yeah. Um, so uh, when are we playing you tell me I mean we got right. um, we have nothing but time I mean it's, are we playing tonight it's early we can play tonight it could be tomorrow it could be all of the above um, so I think actually what I think will happen is our very first game is I'm not not scoring just like this is the function of the game no, we go, we that's go, okay. I'm no, good. we go a couple. We go a rack or two, and then we start over. No, because I this easiest way for me to explain the game. I don't need you to explain the game. We're just gonna play. That's not how. Are you gonna read the directions? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, oh, we have another competition that we discussed today. I don't want to have sex. I'm good. That's not a competition. Sorry. I mean, besides, no. I, I win that. Um, what? It, really? Oh, why are you not working now? <laughs> That's good for you. That's good for you. What's Mm-mm. that? Wait, hold on. What's going on? Why are we I didn't issues? touch anything. Oh, I'm hitting the entirely wrong button. Anyway, um, what? What competition? Um, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so excited about that. That's so global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so my only concern, before we get into what the competition actually is, mm-hmm. is it too flossy? Is it too... Um, we're not because th- this game requires a little bit of disposable income. How so? The winner. No, we don't have to do that part. We don't have to do that part. Just, okay. We're just curious which one of us designed the better one. Okay, so Nike ID or Nike customized Nike ID. Is it ID? Because I thought they changed the name. So they changed it to Nike ID. So um, you have discussed and our. Your newfound love of sneakers and Which my... I'm also discovering isn't exactly as newfound as I thought. Which is weird. Is this the um I won't call it midlife crisis, but the the things I couldn't have as a kid I'm acquiring now I kind mean, of thing? It, of course it, there's a part of that. I graduated from high school in ninety, so I'm done. Air Max ninety is it for me. Mm. That's gonna be my thing. Um but I think I liked the idea of sneakers and just didn't have an entry point. Right. 
Um, cause I've been making, I've been customizing sneakers for a while mm-hmm. and just not buying them. Right. So I've been doing Nike ID for at least two years mm-hmm. and didn't buy a pair until you. Right. So without you, I may not have. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a very expensive thing. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, yeah. the, so, so the plan. So the plan is we are going to go into Nike ID, both of us with Air Max 90s. Blank. Blank. All, all white. Mm-hmm. And we're going to customize them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see which one of our customizations is better, more popular. Yeah. Something. I um, think I think best is the word you're looking for. It's, it's okay to use it. It's better. Well, there's only two. It's so better. Yeah, yeah. It's better. Better, best. Best is usually with three or more, just in case you didn't know. So we would be saying, I can see your finger moving. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, better is between two. Best is two or more. I Yeah, I always thought best was universal. Mm-mm. You got to get to three or more. Yeah. So you know what happened just now? What? I learned something. Uh-huh. I was okay with it. Except you're a little... Looks like you might be a I'm little. a fidgety person anyway. You are just, fidgety. What's that about? I don't know. That's a whole other episode as oh, well. Okay. So, so going we'll Nike see. ID. Yep. And so we're going to make this essentially an online poll. Yes. Um, I'm going to put up a poll on Twitter. Yes. You're going to hit your folks up. It's going to be yes. a blind test. Mm-hmm. We're going to um, do... Yeah. We're going to do... They're both going to be men. Yes. Although... The, all the colors are the same. All, all the, the colors, colors are available on the other side. We don't even have to say. We can just say it's non-gendered. We don't have to gender them. Right. Because it doesn't matter. They're so, all sizes so and the only reason, everything. The only reason I was worried about that is because I was thinking about putting up the links to the shoes. But oh, I realized I we just take a screen cap of the shoe of and course, do it that it. way. That's yeah. the easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we that part doesn't matter. The only thing matter. is we have to do a couple screen grabs because well, we, we do the each thing, angles. All the angles, yeah. right. Then we'll do that. And so, the plan was that the winner... Would buy the loser. No, the loser would the buy loser the winner. The loser would buy the winner. Yeah, the shoes. Yes. That they created. And, that, and I think that should be the same. I think that should be. But I just don't think we need to say that. Except. <laughs> Except you want to say that. Um, I am very conscious of how I talk about how I spend my money mm-hmm. during the global man- pandemic. Right. You don't want to seem like everything's the same. You don't want to seem like you're not struggling. But then I'm like, well, shit, I, I, we working. Well, there's that. I'm not spending unemployment, Jax. The other part, too, is, and again, with the understanding that there are folks who are struggling. Yeah. Um, there are also a lot of folks who have been boredom shopping, essentially. Yeah. It's hard. I, I had that. It's hard when you're, not, when you're sitting in front of a computer all day, like we tend to, mm-hmm. to not drift over to a Nike ID mm-hmm. or an Amazon. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Like you said yourself, the, the same grace with Amazon right now is that Prime is basically non-existent exactly. for a lot of things. Exactly. And the difference between getting something tomorrow and getting it in four days. Is like, eh. Right. So. Except for me, who has trained on Wish mm, and knows how trained. to wait three months yes. for a thing. I'm trained on Prime. Yeah. And I have the nerve to sometimes, if it's a wide enough category, I'm going to check Prime and then get it tomorrow. Mm. And I, so A, Wish is hilarious. But I also get a kick out of Wish sometimes because I forget that I ordered the thing. Of course. And then there's something fun in the box. Shit, I forget when I order something with next day delivery with Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yay. So, so there was a point, there was a point where Amazon box would come and it was, what's this? Cause you weren't sure which thing it was. Now it was just, what's this? Because you don't don't know know. what I have no idea. (laughs) There'd be one thing coming. It's like, I don't know. I don't don't remember. 
So I did. I was totally forgot about that mm-hmm. because I actually bought that during while we were recording. Right. Um, and not that we know what ago. it was anyway, but the box they came in was three times the yeah, size of this. Heavy. And this thing's sliding all around, and it's heavy. So I'm thinking boots or whatever. So, speaking of uh, mm. discretionary money, as don't, you'll yeah, see, don't, just don't, <laughs> just don't. This is not the oh, it's not classical Scrabble piece. Uh, you can't tell. You oh can't. no, you got the super one. Yeah, yeah. Not the super super one. Right. Something in the middle because you can't get the regular one. Everybody's got a Scrabble board now. There were there were boards on uh, Amazon that were two hundred dollars, two twenty. Yeah, Good. wouldn't have got that. Mm mm. Not. No, it's horrible. Who's spending two twenty on a Scrabble board? God. I saw boards that were like four hundred. That's crazy. I hope that's on the business account. <laughs> of course it's on the business account. Uh, but um, so yeah, those are things that are I mean, coming. that's like on a business account, not even like trying to make it be on the business account. Right. Of course, you know, this is this is actual We're content. We're talking about it's it here. IRS man. Exactly. Here's a video. Um, right. Here's a video of us actually doing this. Um, But it is pretty. It feels quality. I mean, the box itself is. I kind of wanted pounds. the regular classic one mm-hmm. as the first board i'm playing on but it's sold out so the only the only thing that's annoying about the regular board and i can sell it this one's different the regular board has no raised spots to drop the the mm. tile mm-hmm. so the stuff slides around it, mm-hmm. it gets really annoying mm-hmm. you always kind of wanted the one with the, mm. the got it the I see whatever it. so yeah Ooh, i see something where you keep score i like keeping score mm-hmm. i'm the one who keeps score while you're playing uno I'm the one that's like... You, there's no score. There is. What's the score? You've never really read the instructions, obviously. But you're supposed to play Uno until everybody calls out Uno. I've done that before. It's not... Because it's, if people are just sitting... Yeah, and it's well, not, I like it's not it. Much fun. I like playing by the direction. And that's not a score. You can you, you can keep score with Uno as well. You're out fourth, you're out third, you're out second, you won? Is that the score? Mm-mm. That's not the score. There's actual points. There's actual points. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm just telling you. Nah. When I was little, I was kind of uh, scarred because my mom would make me help my sister win or help her think she won. Mm-hmm. I was not here for that nonsense. <laughs> like, if she's not old enough to fucking lose, then t- put her in her playpen. Why are we doing this? Because anytime someone got Uno and got out before mm-hmm. her, she cried. Ashanti, you know it's true. So get over yourself. <laughs> I was really annoyed by that. I didn't like it. Old Maid? Did you play Old Maid? Yeah, as a kid, yeah. If if Ashanti got the Old Maid card, she is flailing. <laughs> so, and that doesn't even mean you're out. You just need to get someone else to get it. So where do you stand on playing games with your children? I don't stand on it because I don't do it. You don't play games with your children? Um, you do. I don't. You I don't? mean, no. I don't do board games with my kids. I don't think Maisie and I have ever played a board game, actually. So, I mean, the little, little shoots and ladders, play, play, play mm-hmm. stuff. But once, like, I can actually strategize, no. Nah. So, like, you've seen me and my son play chess. Yes. And he. Which is not a game. That's a math problem. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's not fun. He... That's a test. That's a standardized test. He is yet to be happy with the results. There's, there's always a. L- I'm not going to say always. There was a point where it was really, really bad. And mm-hmm. if he had the balls to you, flip the, the board over and like step on the shit. Mm-hmm. But 
it went from just really bad losing to like good game daddy good game daddy and then every now and then it's like just pouty like Meh, i've seen this. why are you acting like i haven't met him i've seen pouty i lost cole because we're on a podcast i have to explain oh things. sorry you always forget that sorry, part sorry, sorry. like there's a big old yes, mic in front of you no i have seen that right with uno mm-hmm. and with jenga even but it's quick now. Like, I can see what it must have been like a year ago, or mm. maybe even last weekend. <laughs> Although he's especially obnoxious with Jenga. Yeah, he's a poor <laughs> loser and a poor winner. It's a poor player. Jenga. And he's, a poor player. He's a good poor player, though. That's the yeah, problem. He's a good poor player. Like, he oh. snatches blocks and twists up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so he, he told you about the time I made him cry with Uno. Yes. Because in the course of, I think, two turns, you had to draw like 23 cards. Yes. And if you've ever seen a four-year-old hold 23 (laughs) playing cards, it doesn't go well. That's, yeah. And I'm like cackling in his face. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't help it because his response, but that's it. So foot races, games like, he's going to beat me one day. Of course he is. Until that day. Mm -hmm. No, can't. Yeah, no, I'm not letting... So I'm sure I've explained this to you, too. In my household, both my family of origin and the one I created, it was more about your whatever your talent is. Mm -hmm. Like with art and writing, I've never pulled any punches with either of them, either of my girls, about what I thought about their work. Um, Not just them. We'll continue. (laughs) Well, you asked me about kids. How are you with your kids? I felt like one. Oh, God. Um, So, but... Even with that, I always thought that their dad was torturously honest. Like, I think there are limits. I'd rather see a four-year-old with 24 cards than a four-year-old show you a picture they've drawn and you say, that looks nothing like me. (laughs) (laughs) At all. And I don't know what you were trying to do, but that doesn't look like me. And that is what my then husband said to our oldest daughter when she was four. She did the arms out of the neck, mm-hmm. the legs out of the head, right? And said, "Look, Daddy, I mm-hmm. drew this picture." Right. And he said, "Do my arms come out of my head?" And she looked up at him and looked down at her paper and said, "No." He said, "Okay, do my legs come out of my neck?" She looked up at the paper and she looked up at him and she said, "No." And he said, "All right, so go back, draw what you see." And she turned around and she looked at me and she started sobbing sobbing and where is that young lady now she's a graduate of RISD Rhode Island School of Design drawing mm-hmm. and painting making a living in Los Angeles as a as an artist there's a world <laughs> where your ex-husband says that looks great baby and she's right. an accountant now right that's true that's true but at what cost Sky pays some really heavy costs to be an artist mm-hmm. and she pays some really heavy costs to want to to get her father's approval mm-hmm. for her work so who knows we oh. joked about it, but who knows? Maybe she's supposed to be an accountant. I don't know. I mean, and it's kind of tropey, but there are not a lot of well-adjusted artists out there. There either. are not. So maybe we should have said, this is great. So she wouldn't be an artist. Or you should have stepped on the neck harder so she'd be an even better artist. Maybe. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. So Maisie comes along, and he's not quite as uh, hard harder on her. He's more. He would be more like, hey, you do that about... Come here, sit down. Let me, let's make one together and I'll show you how I draw mine. Mm-hmm. 10 years later, he's doing it which that is, way. Which is usually how that works. Which is also fine. That's um, how that goes. But also, because of that, Maisie doesn't seem to have the same fire right. that her sister had. Mm-hmm. She's very much like, 
One day she wants to paint Frida Kahlo on a pair of jeans. The next day she doesn't want to do anything. Well, I don't think either of us, neither of us are getting our pieces that we've asked of her. It's done. I think she better give my shirt back. I'm sure she will. <laughs> but you're not getting. I think I am. You're not. I'm not getting anytime soon. But the other part too is, uh, well, we'll see. Because I don't know. She has these fits and bursts. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to be on Instagram. So it'll be interesting to see because I see how she does that with me because there's a world where it's easier to do that with you because of your history. Of and course. Me being the new person, whether You're expectation not new anymore, Jonathan. or one new exp- whatever it is, I'm curious to see how that plays out. No, we're you and I are we're a package deal mm. in her head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that or not, but we are. We're always together. I want my shirt though. We're ha- yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's uh, she's gonna she's gonna move on to the next thing. Mm. And that's how it always is. Now Sky would do it because she would feel like she was gonna get in trouble if she didn't. Mm. Sky also had a lot well, more. That's your, that's your tattoo. Correct. Absolutely. Sky also had more appreciation for uh, the honor of being asked to do something. Mm-hmm. Maisie, don't give a right. How, and how Sky much you gonna pay me? Needed money. You could offer Maisie a thousand dollars to do something. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, a thousand. Mm-hmm. And she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I want a thousand dollars." Well, that's the thing though. She's already set the price on these shirts. We're not yeah, getting these things for free. I know, but she hasn't set the price high enough. Because if she had set it right, she would do it. But it turns out when she does it in her mind and realizes how long it's gonna take, it's not enough. One hundred and fifty dollars is not enough. She's just doing that because she thinks that's fair. So what happens when that hundred fifty dollars is sitting? Wait, on we her... should go back and explain what we're talking about. Yes, but real quick. Actually, no. Go ahead. Do that first. So my daughter is doing this virtual nonsense, and before you mean they going gave, to school. yes, virtual school. <laughs> before <laughs> virtual they gave assignments, <laughs> she decided to give herself an assignment, mm-hmm. and she said, "I wanted to paint Frida Kahlo on the pocket of my jeans." Mm-hmm. And this was on the heels of she had done something. Remember? Because I said to you, she's really not gonna. This is a little too out of her. She was she, she was doing um, moon. Uh, oh, the, uh, the star. What do you call the suns? The Victorian suns. Right. She had discovered Victorian suns and she painted a bunch of Victorian suns. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "I want to paint Frida Kahlo." Mm-hmm. And I did not think that that was a good idea. I didn't want to tell her that, but I just kind of thought I told you. Well, before even before Frida, she did the wave. The wave, exactly, exactly. This beautiful ocean wave. Absolutely, it's a, it's a painting. It's a painting. Yeah, that she has on the front pocket of her overalls. overalls. Right, and it's it's but really it's beautiful. Great. But Frida requires a lot of fine motor skills, and she was talking about Frida on a canvas. I right. know she could do that, but mm-hmm. Frida on a pocket of jeans. I was like, huh? Right. With acrylic. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I said she did something well, and now she's ramping up to do something she might not be able to Except. do. Except. I was that night when she came up, well, even before that, before she even began doing it, you were putting her to bed, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the Frida, mm-hmm. and what the three of us figured out was make your interpretation of Correct. the classic Frida painting, yes, which is what she did, which is what she did, and also great job, did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just need to say because she'll listen to this one day, I doubted her, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like couch her expectations or manage them because I was like, I don't think she's there yet. Mm-hmm. Because um, I based so much on her sister and what her sister would be able to do. Acrylic on denim ain't easy. Right. You know what I mean? You're not drawing on a piece of paper mm-hmm. that's more forgiving that you can erase. Right. Um, you get one go around with that and that's it. And she had to do several layers as a base before she could paint it. Right. 
So uh, she did it the next day. And I was like, damn, that's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. And then you and I each asked her to do for us. You asked her to do James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I asked her to do Zora Neale Hurston, except I changed it to Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. So I have a um, sleeveless denim shirt that I've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I said, just see if you can do. And there's the sort of the, this classic picture of Baldwin where he's looking straight into the camera, very close up. Yep. Uh, eyebrows raised. Eyebrow raised, like, hand on his nigga. face. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. And just do it on the pocket. And then you have Tony. Yep. Um, is it's it a shirt? A, class, a shirt. Okay. Denim, a denim shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. No, because I wanted to Biter. not do what you did. But I, but she, I asked her, I said, can I do it here? And she was like, I can only do denim. Mm-hmm. Because it's the, you know, closest right. to a canvas. Um, So we're still waiting. Well, it's not fair to say we're still waiting. It's not? It's a global pandemic. Did she even take the shirts with her? Yeah. Okay. She's home. Yes, it's a global pandemic. She's home. The other part, too, is because she's not here, do we know it didn't get done? Yeah, we know. She would tell me. Okay. She would have sent it to me. So my question was going to be, I put, she comes back in, you know, we're past the, the worst of all this nonsense. She comes home and the money for the shirt is on the dresser. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Does the shirt get done? Does she take the money and do the shirt? No. Does the money just sit there until Mm-mm. what happens? Nothing. The money just sits there. And she never does the shirt. It just sits there. She puts it someplace safe so it doesn't get lost and mm-hmm. she doesn't get in trouble for taking it and not doing it. Mm-hmm. So there's 10 years apart from these two. Sky grew up in a poor, we were poor people. We were poor, starving artists when Sky was growing up. Mm-hmm. Maisie ain't. There's nothing that Maisie doesn't get. Nothing. She's not. Now, there's things that she wants that she could get. Mm-hmm. She's not driven by money at all. Sky was driven by honor, loyalty, um, wanting to get better. She actively wanted to get better at art. What if I said. And money. What if I said, hey, finish my shirt and I have the iPod case that you lost waiting for you? Hmm. Because that's the thing she's actively like missing. But she could get the money for it. Easy. But she can't because she hasn't. Because mind you, this is the third the, iPad. This is the third. What's this be the She's third done. One. Oh, right. Okay. So, but she could get the money. From where? From me and you. We we said we were going to pay her for the shirts. So this is what I'm curious. There, There's, as far as, far as how far forward she's thinking. As a, like the money would buy me the thing, right? But if she, if she just look at the money as the money, as opposed to the thing that the money can get her. Yeah, she's. I don't know what's going on in that girl's head. I just know that she ain't doing it, and you ain't getting it. <laughs> so <laughs> she will move on unless she watches, listens to this episode. Now, if she listens to this episode, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Mm. That's about the only thing. Have faith in you, Maisie. She ain't doing it. <laughs> she ain't doing it. I'm really interested to see what her art. How she, yeah, not technically. Um, I don't know if I can say this without getting in trouble, but I probably can. Um, I've already said this to you, but Sky, I love you. Don't hate me. So Maisie's 12. Mm-hmm. She is a stronger artist technically than Sky. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> than Sky was at 12. Right. 
Um, so that's considering the reason why I'm saying that mm-hmm. is because when Sky was 12, she was in art camp for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. She had one-on-one lessons in this technique and that technique. Maisie doesn't have any of that, and she still seems to have um, some acumen. Yeah, some serious acumen for 12 and no formal training. Sky had a ton of formal training by the time she was 12. Maisie also has a level of expectation that isn't aligned with reality either. You mean her own? Yes. Oh, for sure. I remember. So you have a book coming. I do. A children's book? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Maisie decided that she was going to illustrate your book. Correct. Just that's Th- it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to explain to her that that was actually disrespectful right. to the craft mm-hmm. to think you're going to skip art school, skip this, skip that. Or maybe no formal education. Just skip the years of practice right. it takes to illustrate a children's book. And she was staring at me the whole time like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. This is also the same young lady who thought she was going to be teaching a dance class she was signing her up for. So. She did. Having never taken a dance class a day in her life. Right. Ever. So, I'm curious to see what happens over the years as the rubber meets the road and the expectations of what she should be able to do and the work it takes to get there. So When those two things meet. The difference for me uh with my two girls is that the first one i wanted her to be an artist because she was good at it i wanted her to reach her goals and her destiny by the time sky was the old the age Maisie is now she looked me in my face and said i'm going to the rhode island school of design Mm -hmm. this is 12 years old seventh grade she knew what what not what high school she was going to she knew what college she was going to the most competitive art school in the country and a bitch was like i'm going there providence rhode island hold up i'll be there Maisie? but as you say stated they're different need drives ambition of course right, most often so because guys showed me that i pushed it and i made sure she had a portfolio and i made sure she took lessons in this and that so for Maisie, i'm not doing that i just want her to be happy whether she's an accountant or a journalist, or a nurse, I can truly say, I just want her to be happy. And I didn't want Maisie, I mean Sky, to just be happy. I wanted her to do what I thought she should do. Well, I think that's, I think Maisie is probably more in line with what we actually want for our children. Mm. Um, A, to just be kids. Mm-hmm. And not be thinking about college in the of seventh course. grade. Of course. And not... Like, boxers don't become boxers because they like boxing. Right. Boxers become boxers because it's a Because fathers and uncles and... And, it, and, it's a, and it's the most available path for them to get out of whatever situation they're in. Right. Wait, um, I don't know. There's, there's, you don't think there's people who's just like, I want to box because my dad was a boxer? There are no rich kid boxers. There's very few. Now, you, if you're talking about a legacy boxer, sure, maybe. And that's how you get Creed. Okay. Um, but that doesn't even happen very often because... The, the a fictional right. character. Because the the father who's a boxer is actively trying to make sure his kid doesn't become a boxer. Right. I've I've seen tons of stories of football players who said my kid's not playing football. Right. For those same reasons. Um, when there is a need, there's a tendency to want to catapult your kids past the need. Right. Hey, we aren't going to 
give you a comfortable lifestyle as a child. Right. But we're going to set you up to make sure you're comfortable and happy with whatever as an adult. I think part of it also is that Sky grew up with me and her dad. Um, we were, you know, he and I were still trying to make it in our worlds right. when she was coming up. So she literally watched me write my first book and on set on dad's first show and whatever. She saw these things. Maisie takes all that for granted. She's so, just like. So Sky watched the grind and Maisie saw the results of the grind. I don't even think Maisie sees the results of the grind. Maisie just sees her own self. I don't think Maisie's walking around like, oh, I see my parents really grinding. No, but the thing is, no, I'm saying Maisie didn't see the grind to get to where it is. She just knows that this is the world that exists. Correct. And that's the difference. I remember, um, I think it was another gadget, electronics-related conversation. But I was listening to the two of you have the conversation. I was like, do you guys hear how wildly privileged this sounds oh yeah i remember because it's about it something i think it's back to another version of the airpods conversation about mm-hmm. um who's going to buy them which ones to get and everything mm-hmm. else and it was like well this isn't that bad and this is about and it's like do you guys yeah like, do you and it wasn't even like as a critical it was like do you hear how this is just like so much um, she had the nerve to not understand why somebody would have an iphone 7 like she thought Choosing an iPhone 7 means you are choosing to not have the best version of an iPhone possible. You are one of the poorest. She didn't get that, though. She didn't understand that a 7 was wildly less expensive than a 10. Until I explained it to her. To it was be, just more like, huh? To be fair, we've had this conversation, too. This comes from somewhere. Of course it does. I'm not going to point no, fingers no, no, in no, their no, names. No, 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 no. I love me a good Apple product, but I am not going to look down on somebody with a seven. I understand. There was a conversation yeah. recently okay. about schools that had Chromebooks. Yeah. And do you are you really gonna sit up here and tell me that a Chromebook is as good as a MacBook Air? Really? It's but again, it's about you just already said it's about what's affordable and what's This was a school that charges fifty two thousand dollars a year, sir. And the kids were being handed Chromebooks? And they're getting Chromebooks. When all of the other schools in that price range, you get a MacBook Air. I thought it was really odd. Public schools in the hood, they get MacBooks. I mean, they get Chromebooks. I get it. My kid has a Chromebook. I'm not getting her a MacBook Air. Damn that. But I know private schools. Like, I know this Mm -hmm. world. And I know that, generally speaking, starting in the fifth grade at the typical private school that charges 40 plus a year, Mm -hmm. You get a MacBook Air. I mean. But you can't admit this is a wildly privileged conversation. Anybody who can even consider sending their kids to a private school, no matter what the cost, is a privileged conversation. Absolutely. So I was just commenting but, on the privilege within the privilege that, oh, this is a privileged school, but they don't even have the privileged tech. Right. So going to my point, Maisie is being brought up through the same privilege. Absolutely. So the idea that her looking at iPhone although, 7. Although keep in mind, she goes to a school where nobody gets a computer, where you just go to the computer lab and use the computers that are there. So she has a balance of that. Um, but yeah, of course, she's extremely privileged. So was her sister. Um, you just try to do your best to make sure that they stay balanced. So for her sister, Sky went to a very, very well-known and very, very expensive private school in Montclair. And she lived part, part-time with me and her dad and part-time with her mom. Mm-hmm. 
no sense of the, the privilege that she saw at school was not reflected at home. Right. There were no uh, uh, beach homes and it's, jets. It was and, peanut butter, no jam. Right. So she saw d- two distinctly different worlds. Mm-hmm. Maisie doesn't see those worlds as distinct- distinctly. And not because her parents have money, but because of the worlds that her parents traffic in. Right. Is very similar to those of her classmates. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, yeah, we have two children who were very privileged and I'm glad I'm able to give them what I have been able to give them. Hope they remember this because I have no money for the <laughs> nursing home. So I'm just, I, I tell them all the time, just wipe the sides of my mouth. Please <laughs> don't let the food dribble on my chin. Please. I told you earlier, my father's famous line. Everybody finishes in front of a 13-inch TV. That's true. That's that's all I did. It or a laptop, I guess. I have a 13-inch MacBook. <laughs> Might that be it for me? Can, hey, look on the bright side. I won't be like the 13-inch black and white. So can I say something super privileged and super like I can't believe my girlfriend just said that? Should I put my finger on the button? What button? The theme song button? Yeah. No. I mean, you can. Mm. No. Um, one thing my little one doesn't yet get that annoys me um and the big one too somewhat is the cost of berries no mainly the little one <laughs> yes for god's <laughs> sake you've seen her eat a pint of Was raspberry that what you actually were gonna say? no in one sitting <laughs> i want her to eat them right i bought them for her do you know how much a pint of raspberries cost Shane? i do not six dollars Organic raspberries. That's what I buy. I buy organic raspberries. And she eats one pint of organic raspberries in three minutes. <sighs> hmm. I want her to. I'm mad if she doesn't eat them because then they go wasted. So what was the thing that you want to say that's actually worse than this conversation? That <laughs> was way worse. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my kid. You know, she has no respect for me. In a playful way, I mean that. Or her dad. We're just old fogies and... We do old dumb writing stuff that she doesn't care about, and we're not fancy or anything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm look, I look at her and I'm like, "Bitch, do you know who I am? Do you know who you are? Do you know that you are fucking hip hop journalism royalty?" That's it. To be fair, I'm still figuring that out as we go along. Just who you are. <laughs> what do you mean? Um. So we had this conversation. A couple of weeks ago about future endeavors and projects yeah, and what you did and didn't want to do. Right. And trying to sort out like, you know, um, what projects, I want to say beneath you, but pro- what projects weren't just not interested not in. not working anymore. Versus yeah. what were right. you really, really wanted. Correct. And with the understanding that, you know, the things that you say I don't want to do, or somebody else is like, God, right, please. Of like, so I was trying to Not out, somebody else. I was like, please. Right. So in the course, of, I'm, I'm trying to figure out not just where you are in your career mm-hmm. and what's available to you, but who you are over the last 20 years mm-hmm. that these things are available to you. Because the stuff that we talk about saying no to, right. I'm like... Why am I telling you not to do this? This is stupid. You better right. take this thing. But right. in reality, it's like, no, it doesn't make sense for you to do and it. And you have seen it. You've seen it. You see 
firsthand how and why I'm saying no to certain things that I was hoping and praying would happen just yeah. six months ago. Right. I mean, two days ago, I get a phone call from a place that I interviewed um, last year. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how much has changed because... I turned them down decidedly and quickly, and it was that. <laughs> repeatedly. And repeatedly. So, so what was crazy about that was, this is a space that you'd imagine, you say no. I was like, well, fuck you. There's 19 other people behind you. Right. Or 1,900. 1,900. You said no, and it was a counteroffer. Yeah. And, and you're not saying no, give me this instead. You're saying no. I just said no. No counteroffer. counteroffer. No Counteroffer. Counter no, let me talk. Let me, I'm going to have somebody else call you. Right. And Counter, counteroffer. Right. And then it was a final no. And it was fly you out and right. all the things. Like, come over here. Yeah. And. And you said, do you understand? Do you see what I see? Do you right. see that you are. I don't remember the word you used, but. Um, I don't remember either, but it was. Uh, what it came down to was the fact that you were saying no to these people is one thing but the fact that that was actually the logical decision and it actually made sense i know this wasn't you saying no because you were dreaming of something bigger no this is you saying no, no because you're no. doing something bigger and something you actually enjoy but just as crazy as that is do you understand it's still march this is still the same situation that last year this right. time one year ago right you were a hair away from being i there. was a hair away from being there I knew that I probably still wouldn't be happy, but the position that I was in in my life at that time dictated. It dictated it. Mm-hmm. I'm about to start crying. So, and I'm, I'm gonna make you cry even more. You have that. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> you have that, and then you have another situation that you're trying to sort out as well. And that is not a you chasing. That's a we need to make a figure out how to make this make sense for me. And if it doesn't, then I'm out. Right. And I just turned like down. If, I just turned down a thingy last week. If you after asking, my agent said, "Well, mm-hmm. how much money do you need to do this?" And I said, "X Y Z." She calls back the next day. You're gonna get X Y Z. And I said, "You know what?" It's not expensive. I just don't want to do it at all. If you said fine, you're not doing it. If you say yes to the first thing, I don't have to work again. Right. That's true. What am I doing encouraging you? (laughs) Because. (laughs) Why am I encouraging this nonsense? Because you want to work again. (laughs) Because work does not mean that you're putting boulders up and down a hill. (laughs) No. I do want to work. And back. I do want to work. You like what you do. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's I don't not a. It's not a Sisyphean task. Very good, very good. What do you mean, very good, very good, <laughs> nigga? I will jump over this ottoman and kick you in your face. <laughs> um, and I don't even. It's weird. I don't even want to call it a privileged situation that you're in, because at least in my mind, privilege is bestowed. It, right. it just kind of happens and it's there. Right. M- Maisie is privileged. My son is privileged in a different right. way. Right. That's privilege because yep. it just landed. You you climb to this. By the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. And so I... But that's why I go back to again. I'm <clears throat> being 
nine months in, eight and a half months in, am trying to sort out just how high up the mountain you actually are. So am I. And it's and that's part of the thing too. It's it'd be very easy to say, hey, this is where I'm at, and this is we're you're all we're all sorting this out. So in a macro way, I know. Right. When I look at Maisie and say, Do you know who I am? Jokingly, except not so jokingly. Mm-hmm. I mean that in a historical legacy sort of way. Right. Like both your parents met at the source, bitch. Like that's enough. You should be like wearing a crown at all times. The people who are calling in relation to creative projects are specifically saying, I want to lead as king. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. No. Sure. Maybe. Well, the, yeah. as, as of late. Right. No, you're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. So a lot of times, you know, in 1999, 1998, when I was working at Billboard magazine, I, I told you this. I worked all day and night. 1515 Broadway. I just never left. And then after I got kicked out of my apartment, I pretty much lived there, all that. And I had this calendar and I used to put little cellophane dots when I had assignments due. Mm. And I worked harder from 1998 to 2001 than any other three years of my life for the rest of my life. Everything I do right now is because of 98 to 01 Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that can make you feel like, well, do I deserve this? You know, do I deserve for people to call me up and be like, we want you to do X, Y, Z? When I feel, sometimes I feel like it's because I work so hard for this finite amount of time mm-hmm. that things that things happen for me now. But that's exactly how it works. Like, that's how life works. That's how everyone works. So I think that's the, the fear and conundrum of parenthood. Um, you work so that your kids don't have to work as hard as you did. Right. But you worry that they're not going to be as equipped because they're not working as hard as you did. Right. So it's always trying to figure out that thing. And so, that's, that's my fear of, you know, looking at my son. What I'm starting to remember, out. I mean, what I'm starting to figure out too is that if you make it 21 years in your industry without like some type of scandal or something, you should be okay like the hidden yeah, episode <laughs> like the hidden epi- the hidden sex episode we have to give that a different title but like I'm By the at, way, i heard there were offers on this um there were episode. not f- actual numbers mm-hmm. but there's definitely pay us yeah uh hit me up 862-234-0028 wait a second we can negotiate your number is 862 oh i have a show number for oh. folks now oh so if you actually oh. matter of fact and you have it memorized matter of fact well, I, I picked the simplest number possible. Oh, okay. Um, matter of fact, there are a lot of folks who now recently discovered Good Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's That's fun. a whole other segment. So, if you want to leave a voicemail Ew. about what you've heard That's or what so you thought, weird. feel free. 862-234-0028. I actually, have, I will set up the voicemail after we're done, so you know that you're calling the right number. But yeah, I'm curious. Who's? Why would anyone do that? People who follow podcasts, mm-hmm. they'll call in, mm-hmm. they'll send emails, mm-hmm. they'll comment on websites. Yeah, it's not an unusual thing. Sometimes those voicemails get played. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know this world yet. Um, Sorry, I'm sidetracked. I want to go back to why we have a number but before that you were talking about damn you we were talking about um the fear of 
privilege oh, in our children. And, right. So like level is the biggest thing that happens to me and I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I love it there. Level.medium.com. Some of my best work is coming out of there. Um, and part of the reason why I'm there is because Jermaine mm-hmm. is there. But Jermaine and I have worked together since 1999. Right. So it's not a coincidence. You know, it's just the way of the world. You do good work for Jermaine. Right. Jermaine does good work for you. He's taken me mm-hmm. to every place he's ever worked from XXL to Vibe to King to BET to now Level. So it makes sense that I'm there. Um, but I had to have done decent work at all those places in order to be here. Right. So. And this is an so industry it, that. It's a lot. It's an industry that whittles people. Like mm-hmm. the. If there are a thousand Aaliyah S. Kings in 1992. There's three of them now. Right. Um. It's not like widget building, and where there's tons and tons of people building widgets and building widgets and, and then building there's widgets. more people and then there's more people, right? Right. Um, especially in creative spaces, these are not spaces that are built on longevity. Right. So if you make it, it's you and three other people. Right. And I've watched that over the course of um, level getting launched, level.medium.com. Uh, we're gonna do that. It's forever. Um, <laughs> Why do we do that even? Oh, because we're promoting our work. Yeah. Okay. And That's fair. Yeah. So um, the number of people who have written for a level yeah. that you've just known. I know. Do we go there? I'm not even getting to that part, but just in uh, terms of like, oh, yeah, I know this person and I yeah, know this person. I know I've read there. them before they edited me. Of course. It's a very. For lack of a better phrase, incestuous no, that's strata a that you're phrase. in. Because everybody's working. Because with everybody. most of us came out of hip hop journalism, and hip hop journalism is exceptionally incestuous. The other part that I find interesting is that at some point, everybody was somebody else's subordinate. Yep. So there isn't even like, yeah, you're my editor now, but I was your editor. It's so a year weird ago. in that way, for sure. Because I have people that are editing me that I've edited, mm-hmm. like Jermaine. Right. Um, Bonsu was a great example of that. Bonsu Thompson. Um, was my editor at a magazine, short-lived magazine called Hip Double XL Presents Hip Hop Soul. I was in my glory because it was literally like Hip Hop Soul on the cover every month. Right. Oh. Anyway, so I wrote a bunch of cover stories for him, and you know, late in getting it in, and Aaliyah, you got to change this up. What he was my editor, not so a much super tough one, but you know, <laughs> and now I have to edit him on stuff. Right. Um. Also, not super tough edits. Um. But yeah, I met. Jermaine, because he wanted to write for me, I continued to write for. It's really mm. it's super incestuous. Right, and there was I, a time mm-hmm. during the launch of Level that I was looking at all the stories that I had to edit, and all four of the people I knew mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you all? <laughs> I would have been playing the theme song right, right. here. Or ale, but I'm not doing either one of those. Yeah, things. I definitely wasn't gonna do ale on you. Been, mm. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean. So I want to talk about how we ended up about how I ended up talking about the show. Okay. Um, because it was a perfect storm of a lot of things, and it wasn't something I planned until I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about we've done the show. How many episodes have we done? I think this is 21 or 22, something like that. Yeah, so we've done a bunch of episodes. I don't remember when we decided to do it every day, but... So, 
<laughs> I remember um, we were safe. So this is back when we're in the office. And we're, I'm trying to figure out what the spin is going to be and right. all these different things. And wanted to develop different shows. And one of the things I said was, or we noted was that we have what felt like really interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. Not even about us, mm-hmm. just like the first episode is about Amber Rose's face tattoo. Yep. And how those things spin into an hour long conversation mm-hmm. with us and how like it's just fun to record them. Mm-hmm. And, and we have Mike sitting right, right in front of us. So. Correct. So this all begins actually with uh, our office, our co-working space, closing down their podcasting um, studio. Right. So they they had hinted at close. That hinted. They said, "Hey, at some point, this thing is going to be gone. It's not right. profitable for us. Whatever." And else. it wasn't working for us because we couldn't get in there when we needed to. Right. And we needed to be there at night, and mm-hmm. it wasn't open. And you know, and we needed to. At some point, we were going to need it more often. Right. So once we decided to put our own stuff together in our office slash studio. I think we were just sort of kid in the candy store, like right. I just wanted to put my headphones on, like <laughs> I can hear myself. And then no, me as I know, I like pushing buttons, and I like so even just getting the stuff and setting it up. You know, there was unboxing knives. It's very ceremonial for me. <laughs> yes, I have an unboxing. I have a knife specifically for opening. Don't you have more boxes. than one unboxing? I have two. Knife? I have two unboxing knives. Um, if you noticed, you had to unbox something recently. I didn't give you the good unboxing knife. <laughs> I gave you this silver. Thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm you, just realizing that and now. You, you say, "Wait, which side is the sharp side?" <laughs> and to yourself, you're like, <laughs> "Right." So, getting all this stuff together was really exciting and everything else. And you would there'll be we'd be talking about whatever. There'd be a phrase, and we'd look at each other like. Pull the mic in, hit record, and that's how we get the first few episodes of what is now good talk. Mm -hmm. Um, But when did we decide to do it every day? So we decided to do it every day. When um, I seem to recall us having a disagreement about something through text or messenger or something, and you being like, "Well, I just want to do this, this, and this. Can you just support doing this, this, and this?" I have no idea what it was, but I know my answer was. Fuck it, let's do it. But we got to do it every day, right? So I think what that was was another iteration of your trepidation of your involvement with it. So that was mm. that's part of what it was. Mm. You wanted to be involved in the things, but you didn't want to say that you had a show. Correct. You didn't want the spin to be your show. Correct. You didn't necessarily want was now good talk to be considered your show. Correct. And I kept saying like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're putting in as much as I am and getting these shows created and, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And your response was, and I don't know what the thought process in you making this decision, but it was like, well, fuck it. If, if you're going to say this is my show too, it's my show if we do it every day. Right. At that point, it's like, well, threaten me with a good time. Sure. <laughs> no. So what, what was that actually? The, um, the, well, cause that's not. Because I had just started getting into Rod and Karen mm-hmm. and. Like I would tell say guys, yeah. you made another oh, episode. Oh, made into another do they know that we don't do that on purpose? Do they think they have like a little piece of paper in here that's like, don't forget to say Rodney right. Karen? It's literally organic every right. single time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, for those of you who've never listened to the Black Guy or Tips, they, um, Rodney Karen, at this point are sort of the godfather and godmother mm-hmm. of black podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might, to some degree, argue that they're not. But here we are anyway. So go ahead. You kind of have to argue that you're not in order to be the godfather. (laughs) If you start walking around saying, I am, then Mm, you're not. Right. So I had just started. Okay. So backing up a little bit further, my um, experience with podcasts has been slim to none. Mm -hmm. 
I always manage to be on one when I have to promote a book. Right. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, never had an interest in doing one. Never really kept up with them. There's also a weird relationship that you had because you briefly had a sponsor for yes. equipment. Correct. And you didn't actually have a show except for the lives. Correct. Um, so you kind of, even Sans, I mean, you kind of getting like slid slowly into this space one yes, way or another. Absolutely. Um, like if I don't exist, there's a point where the Facebook lives have no choice but to become a podcast. Like it's great mm, to say that I had this great I idea. wasn't going to ever do that. Somebody at some point was going to say, why is this not? A show or if not. it's not me I, I think i'm happy to be first I, person there's, to say there's it. a there's a world where i stopped doing the lives before that happens true um which is actually more likely mm. to have happened because there was some burnout right for sure i was not going to be able to keep doing what i have been doing mm-hmm. 60 minutes on my own with my computer and swatting away yeah. my kid at, like, eight, at 8 p.m oh my god it was just a lot um i never realized why i needed a whole day mm-hmm Sometimes I needed the entire next day to just veg out from mm-hmm. a one-hour podcast. Yeah. And again, doing a solo show is a lot. Oh, my God. And I mean, I have an audience there, but mm-hmm. still. It's, it's you talking. So podcasting, outside of lives, I just never. And I wasn't keeping up with them because there's too many. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like me and Marvel movies. It's like I can't keep up. It's worse. So I'm just going to ignore it's it. A, it's a hundred times worse. Right. But no, because you can probably tell me to at least watch these 10. Listen to these 10 mm-hmm. podcasts. And I'm just going to be jittery and like, oh, my God. But so I started to slowly sure. um, listen to what you listen to. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was into the Black Eye Who Tips because you listen to it every morning. Right. But not necessarily around me. Mm-hmm. You might be downstairs. You might be in the shower. Whatever. So I would listen just through your phone. And then a couple times you would go in the bathroom and I would be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't hear it without realizing that I was listening intently. Right. Um, so I started listening to them on my own um, and then, you know, seeing the other networks and hearing you sometimes on Twitter, you'll talk to somebody that, you know, through podcasting and I might click on the link and mm-hmm. da, da, da. so the that started to open up. Um, and then I thought if I'm ever going to do a show with this dude, I want it to be a daily show. I want to go 100 percent. Right. Out. Right. Also, to be quite honest, I knew that a daily show would make you um, move faster and focus less mm. than a weekly show. Good point. A weekly show, you're going to tinker, 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 Good and point. move this over here. Mm-hmm. Move I was like, fuck it. We're going to do a show every right. day. And then he doesn't have any choice but to just And it forced it me to figure out how to create a show that Fast. just got fired out. Exactly. Um, so those are my two things at work when I said that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, and if he burns out, then I can say, oh, I tried. Right. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. That's it. Mm. I'm still not convinced you're not going to burn out. Um, so those are the things at work. Then when we started to do it, I just was so, I was a different time. I was so free. I was so, I did not do the first 20 episodes with the idea that anyone would ever hear them, even though I knew you were publishing them. So, and, we, and we've had this conversation before, um, specifically to podcasting, but I think in other mediums as well. If you're creating the thing with the intent and hope that people are just going to see it, that's how you flame out. And that's how I think it ends up just not being good because you're trying, because you're always dibbling down like, okay, how do I get more viewers? How do I get more course, listeners? Course. How do I get all these different things? We created a thing, and I think in certain episodes, like for us and the six people who are listening, yep. 
hey, and we're having fun. That's why we shout out Ireland all the time. Exactly. Ireland. Hi, Ireland, by hello, the way. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland is still jumping in and listening to shows and everything else. And mm-hmm. I still have not heard from Ireland, 862-234-0028. What if Ireland stops listening now? Like, ugh. Whatever. Ireland is just some random hipster who's like, oh, people like the show now. I'm out. So, uh, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so, uh, no, so the idea of creating a thing with the audience or building audience not being the focus, I think, A, becomes more freeing, which is what you experienced, because it wasn't about creating a thing for your people to like. Right. It was about creating a thing that we liked. Right. And the moment we stop liking the thing, we're going to stop creating a thing. If we wake up tomorrow and say, I'm tired of good talk. We're not going to do good talk stop. anymore. We'll figure out something else. Correct. You even said, unless hey. We have, unless we're making money from it. Right. Then we'll have to just do But it. even when we got the equipment, you said, hey, I don't care if we have a whole new concept every day. Let's just keep making something. Yes. And that's kind of how we got here. Correct. Make the things. Right. Just make them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still wasn't telling anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, even though I don't normally see you on social media, sometimes I would tiptoe over to your sure. page and see like hey here's the link to blah 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 and i would feel guilty because i wasn't saying anything to my people mm-hmm. and i was like why are you not and i just it felt so personal mm-hmm. and i don't do personal mm-hmm. i do personal on my social media but even that you go back and edit it if you want right. you go back and delete it if mm-hmm. you want i'm not big on deleting posts but Written word flat on the page is a lot different than it's a lot less intimate. Right. And also, I've never shared my relationship before mm-hmm. in this way, ever. Not any relationship I've ever had have I shared with people. Um, and we're not just co-hosts. We're a couple and we talk freely about it. Right. And you said something the other day that like freaked me out because you were like, I don't know if you meant this or not, but I was talking about talking about you online. And you were like, well, nobody would hate you if you didn't flaunt me. And I was like, I don't feel like I do. <laughs> but if I do, then I would understand why people I think I was being me. facetious in that moment, just for the record. I don't think you were. I think you were being honest. Um, well, I don't feel flaunted. No? So. Molly, you don't feel flaunted? Good old Moles. <laughs> 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 are you sure about that most i feel like i've been packaged in, mm. in a way mm-hmm. um but no it's so wait so, you feel like you've been packaged i think that's worse than being flaunted no but the, but we've had this conversation too we've had made the active decision to in a lot of ways make our relationship a product yeah by virtue of this podcast by virtue of right. stuff that we've written on level and other places yeah part of what we've done is created a product now, our job is to figure out how much of our personal lives we want to put in front of that wall and how much we want to keep to ourselves. I would say that 90% of who we are as a couple is outside, behind the paywall. I don't really feel like we have set things mm-hmm. we share, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like you really... Well, no. So when I say that, it's not about cha- us changing who we are. It's about the things that the people have access to. No, I'm just saying, right. do you agree we're, we're that authentic. there's not we are a authentic lot of stuff? Selves. Um, no, we are, but I feel like we... I feel like even though I, it feels like there's a lot out there, mm-hmm. I don't know if there really is. I don't think it, I don't think that by reading my post, reading our articles, listening to this podcast, you have more than a passing. Okay, maybe more than a passing. You have a little bit more than a passing, but we protect. We've protected the things that we want to protect. Like what? Well, we're protecting them, so I'm not gonna <laughs> say it right now. 
<laughs> and it's not and it's not that there's a ton of things. There isn't really. There isn't really, but the things that we don't feel comfortable with, we don't put up. Which is again why we have two or three episodes that ha- didn't see the light of day mm-hmm. outside of the one that we've been joking about. There's mm-hmm. a couple of episodes like, yeah, this is hitting a little too deep. Um, we've had where we're essentially either arguments or the resolution of arguments in front of microphones. For episodes that are actually out there? No. Oh. They didn't mm-hmm. they didn't hit right. because it's like, eh, this is these are episodes where somebody might get to choose sides. And we right. don't want that. No, we don't want that. You know, it was we don't want feedback like, Well, you know, Leah, Molly, he's right. blah, blah, or vice versa or you know Though I do get that on Facebook all the time. Yeah. So, okay. Well no, well funny enough, there was the one person who was like I knew Molly was out the door. I'm glad he saved himself. I'm like, <laughs> what? Was what? That? what? That's true. What you, was that? You, was that Ghana? I don't know. But you put out some posts and it was like joking, like I almost had to let him go because oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And folks like, I folks knew like, I knew he was on the ropes. He, he just barely he just, made it. Uh, no, that was a lie. He doesn't even know how close he was to being right, out the door. That right. was the post. And I was like, whoa, ouch. It's like, Did you know how close I was <laughs> to being out the door, Leah? Because I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's there's um there's an art to making there's an your art, and I don't think that I am quite clear. I think that whatever art we're using, mm-hmm. we don't really know it until after the fact. Right. I don't think I'm going into any post or any episode or any anything like remember there's an art to keeping things. Mm-hmm. So for the past couple weeks, I have not ever at any time thought to myself, oh wait, maybe I shouldn't say that because my daughter Mm-hmm. It might listen mm-hmm. um, or my ex-husband might feel offended by this mm-hmm. or my mom might feel bad. We also assume that the people close to us are going to listen to any of this shit. Are not? That they are. Yeah. Because we have a lot of conversations about, you know, if you don't want your family, as a creative, you don't want your family to know certain things, put it in your art because they're not looking at your art. Right. Except I don't think that applies to podcasting. Hey, I think that applies to everything else except for podcasting. You'd be surprised. I guess I'm going to be because mm-hmm. I think that my people are going to listen to this, to this project. It's just passive enough. Uh, you don't have to read. Part mm-hmm. of the problem is that niggas don't read. Read a book. Read a book. So. <laughs> the views expressed by Aaliyah S. King are not necessarily that those is part the show. Of it. Don't nobody want to read? <laughs> don't nobody want to listen to an hour and a half long podcast either. Yeah, but you it's know so much me? more passive. You'd be, you'd be surprised the way folks don't even know how to access a podcast. Yeah. So there's a, there's a. I'm not talking about people who don't know anything about podcasts. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people who can click a link on Facebook and start listening to something. Right. That's the only people I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing this podcast and I feel weird, but I'm not promoting it and I'm protecting whatever. And then we start writing practice. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that we've been talking about doing for a while and it's a collection of Facebook lives mm-hmm. that Aaron is engineering for us. Hi Aaron. Shout Freeman. out to Aaron Rand Freeman, he's, Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. He's best. He's the best. And uh then that started up mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. And I did my usual hi, my fellow people. Right. Join me on my latest adventure. I've got a podcast. Yay. And I hit all the Aaliyah S. King notes, and um, that's that. And I say, hey, there's a small spike in Good Talk. And I just, I don't think my stomach has stopped hurting since that day. I think I've just been on a pre- I also, <laughs> I also fucked up because I accidentally put an episode yes. of Good Talk 
on the writing practice writing feed. Practice, right? like, oh, let's get that quick. Oh, oh, get it, yeah, sure. Get you just no, it was a, it up. was an accident. Uh huh. So I assumed that there's no reason why that wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. but I still was freaked out. Mm-hmm. So my heart's racing, my stomach is like boiling, and I am I'm doubting myself. I'm like, why would you even do this podcast? If you weren't ready for people to hear it, that's mm-hmm. what that's what happens. So I was ready for your people. Right. I was ready for perfect strangers. Right. Even. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you knew that then. Totally fine with stranger, strangers discovering Well, no, because at no point did you tell me don't promote it. Right. It was just your, I'm not. your folks were kind of solid off as much as possible. Correct. Um, I'm hoping that Ireland was joining the party. Ireland predated everything. Ireland was one of the so, first listeners. Um. Yeah, so we talk about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go well yep. sometimes. Mm-hmm. We talk about it several times. Mm-hmm. And it has more layers in it than right. we can really handle. Mm-hmm. And today, for some reason, all I could think about was, uh, well, two things. One, the content's fucking good, mm-hmm. period, in the discussion. I think we work well together. I think that even when we're not necessarily educating people, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Entertaining. But it's fun. Yeah. And I like it. And every I don't think, time, I don't think there's any value here beyond just being entertaining for and an hour. every time I say, well, what if we're not even entertaining? This is dumb. I'll just pick an episode at random mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I would listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Um, I thought about that. And I thought about how hard you work. To make this show happen every fucking day. Every fucking day. <laughs> so I thought to myself, if I could put aside all the other things that come along with the layers about why we're talking about this and what we're doing, and he was just a producer of the show, I would never, ever in a million years work with someone on the show and not promote it. Mm. That just would not be a thing. Like, who would do that? The only reason why I can do that is because we're a couple. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's but, and because not, of things that have to do with our coupleness, right? And not to work against my happiness in kind of pushing the show forward. But when the relationship is a product and the basis for some of the things that we're creating, I know there's kind of a right to say, hey. I'm not, we're doing the things. I'm not ready to push it forward yet. Right. Um, one of the things that. That would have come 20 episodes ago. In a different world, mm-hmm. I would tell you 20 episodes ago, I don't want to do this right now. Right. If we're or, not in a relationship. No, no, no. Even in this relationship. You just said from day one. Nah. Right. Sure. Get them ready. Mm-hmm. Don't put them out. Which, if that was the understanding from the beginning, that would be, be what it. Be because I'm, I'm also not opposed to launching a show with. With 20 episodes ready. Gang episode. Of course. Like, even with the writing practice, our conversation was, do we just do a first five and go from there, whatever else? That part would have been fine as well. Um, One of the things that we argued about, I don't even know if... Argued, yes. We did? We argued. Um, Was you going back, because I said, hey, there's a small spike because of crossover, that you expected more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey, there's a there's a little bit of a spike with good talk. Folks are finding it's like, yeah, because you you Google my name on Spotify now, everything pops up. Blah blah yeah. blah. 
your response your thing first thing was um do i go back and skim all the episodes and mm-hmm. see if i've seen anything crazy do i have all these episodes transcribed and we realized that neither one of us in a space to have a no, proper conversation not. about it because it got ugly right but my response was if you do that you're going to find something that's going to make your fear and anxiety worse Right. So my thing was like, let the episodes be the episodes. And I and didn't, that, the and, part, and the part I didn't communicate properly was, hey, based on your gut, if we need to table this or unpublish for a little bit or whatever else we could fit, I didn't communicate that part. And that and was if, my feeling. And if you would have said that, I would have said, let's take them all down. Right. Just for a minute. Right. Let me just be ready. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that neither of us, I didn't think of that. Right. But what I'm realizing now, and even that you could have said tomorrow. Let's mm-hmm. sleep on it. And tomorrow, if you want to just do it, you know, unpublish the whole thing, right. we can. They're already there. We can put them back up. Whatever. Right. So. So fast forward to this morning and I'm downstairs watching something on Netflix. You're up here. Yep. And I get a Facebook message because that's what we do. We message each other when we're 10 feet away. It says episode three. There's a repetition. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll fix it. I'll go back and fix it. Done. Five minutes later, episode seven, <laughs> it's 30 seconds before the show kicks in. Yes. Okay. I go back, fix it, done. And then I'm like, oh, I'm here. Let me look at the analytics. And it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. What do I do? Do I tell her? Do I not tell her? And I got to tell her because this is kind of, so I come upstairs. Like. For the record, mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. Cole makes the exact same <laughs> face. The exact same face. The moment that I fell in love with your son, he was making that face because he didn't know what to do right. about watering my plants. Mm-hmm. And he just turned around and looked at me and that was the face he was making. So I come upstairs and I go, all right, we need to have a conversation. I know you said before you didn't want to know analytics and numbers because that's something that makes you nervous, even with your Facebook posts and Meanwhile, social I'm media and everything myself, else. Oh, God. I'm like, so, all right, listen, there's been a, a a large spike now. There's been about, I would say number of downloads, there's been X hundred number of downloads. The cat's kind of out of the bag. What do you want to do? And you hand me your laptop and it's your typical 500 word post with the Good Talk logo and the link and everything else. It's like, oh. You didn't think that's what happened? What did you think happened? How did you think? Where did you think the spike came from? So, I'm assuming the the slow crossover. Oh, from writing practice, right? Just like really blew up. Like mm-hmm. again, hey, did you see? Hey, did you see? But mm-hmm. but your people or there's a small part where it's like, did we just like just blow up naturally? That'd be <laughs> no. But you happened. You decided to you know tell mm-hmm. the folks about the thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was all Ireland. <laughs> thanks ireland thanks ireland but um yeah so i was like oh okay so you're good we're, we're doing this okay all right cool and here we are here we are i'm petro what is what is the worst case scenario that's the mind? problem with this if there was a worst case scenario i could hammer hone in on it mm-hmm. think about it and move on but I don't know what the worst case scenario like, is. There a world it's, where, just, it's a daily worst case scenario. Is this a world where your folks are pissed about something with the show and they just 
don't fuck with you anymore? Is like that a thing mm, that exists in this world? I don't feel like I've ever. I don't think there's things like that in there. Um, it's what I told you earlier offline about lurkers and mm-hmm. people who aren't really supporters of mine. Still, like I want to give a piece of myself to people I that I want to. Right now, I want to give a piece to. Right. Ooh, that doesn't sound right. Um, I don't mind opening up, mm-hmm. but I want a controlled audience. Right. I did stand up once. I love that. And mm-hmm. I was pretty raunchy. Um, so I, you weren't that raunchy. Not raunchy, but like m- my then husband wasn't particularly pleased with the things that I was talking about about him. Um, my parents wouldn't have been pleased with what I was talking about about them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't sex raunchy, but I definitely was talking about real life people mm-hmm. and real and true things about these real life people. Let me tell you how I hate my mama. <laughs> exactly. Right. So It wasn't that. No, it was not that. I was so, Love you. But I like having an event at Third Space. Mm-hmm. I'll tell y'all all my business. Right. I've never said anything on Good Talk that I haven't said to a crowd of people before, mm-hmm. except for the sex episode. Um, I would say eighty percent, but it's not. I don't know who these people are. Right. And that's just different. And what I I feel like I'm still not explaining this right. That over the past year, my entire friend group has completely changed. I think if you've had a divorce. My social media. If you had a divorce or a had a long term relationship that just didn't that that ended, whether it's it can be cousins and brothers and sisters, whatever that is. Anything that where people now are drawing lines in the sand. Right. That happens. Except I don't even know where the sand is. People are drawing lines in the sand and I don't even know who's drawing them, who's on which side. Where am I? Where's the sand? So Well your sand your lines are in a weird way kind of weird like you have family lines from divorce. Right. You have natural hair that you've discussed before, like the folks who I'm stopped. coming back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back. You've have you told me you have folks who stopped fucking with you because of that. Because I perm my hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there are folks who might not be happy that you're happy right you know there's part of that there's i think we talked before about you know struggle art right no the we there was a i remember the conversations online like mary put out mary j blige ended up putting like this album that was overall a much happier album Mm -hmm. and folks were like i'm here for for struggle mary right like this is i need her to be getting beat up right right so nice you know i come into well, no, I was never struggle, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. It's just you didn't know anything about what I had going on. Mm-hmm. You didn't like, oh, now I'm cheering for her because she right. got to do. Or even so, even to that end, there may be folks who are like, I didn't need all this from her. Now that is a true thing. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Them people who say I don't need all that, they download. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all there. <laughs> Enjoy. Right. So that's the part that feels a little bit icky, and I need that's just time. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to being married for over a decade and never talking about my relationship on social media, um, and then after that, being in a long term relationship and never talking about it, and then boom, right. like hey mm-hmm. y'all, hey Molly, it's just like it's a lot. So I know that um, my oh. people are different. Right. I mean, and so I feel like. Because I'm different. Yeah. And I also feel like your ex-husband, I'm sure, is more known than I am. Mm-hmm. But he's not public. No, he's not. I'm. Well, he's on social media. If you know him, you know him. 
but no, he's not public. And his even his social media is not particularly forward facing. Right. It's like work related and right. come see my movie or whatever. Whereas I'm the exact opposite. I may not have the biggest audience in the world, but if you listen to anything or read anything, you know exactly who I am. Like right. um Aaron likes to was mess with me because it's like um I can't remember what it was, but I was like I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure if this is blah blah blah. I can't remember what I was referencing. And he was like, You just published an entire article about your dick. I don't want to hear about you feeling right. like whatever. Right. It's true. You did. Right. So and you do it again. Yep. I have Conquering. I may have something D. I have something that maybe come out shortly that I'm hoping yeah. doesn't Right. Go wrong. It was actually <laughs> more exposing than D E. Right. Um so it's just a weird time. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, you know, like, I don't know who my friends are. Mm-hmm. And it sounds kind of weird to say, but I don't know who I'm talking to right now. And for the past, I started blogging in 2008. Mm-hmm. From 2008 to now, if I turn this on, I know exactly who I'm talking to. Right. And what cities, mm-hmm. where they eat and the dinner at, mm-hmm. all of them. That's not the case now. I do not know who's downloading this thing. Which... I would think I would actually, oh, I feel like it's a trade-off where it makes it easier and less. So I I get the idea of like children and family and ex-husbands listening to this and that part of it. The folks outside of that. All of it matters. So for me, the folks outside of that have been a comfort to me because I can say whatever I wanted to, to this mass of whomever is listening or reading my stuff. And... The folks who find it interesting find it interesting. The folks who didn't didn't, and there was no real blowback for me. Like there was no worried about being canceled or we don't like his work. Blah blah. blah. Just didn't fuck with me. And that was fine too. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't. Mm, don't fuck with me is like tough. Like I. Eh. I mean, don't fuck with me in terms of I don't. I'm not a fan of his writing, and they go on about their. No, business. I need everybody to be a fan of everything I do. The, be a fan of my writing, please. <laughs> And be a fan of this podcast. Or and be a fan of me and Malik and all the things. More upward reflection. <laughs> <laughs> so I th- I think there's a I think some of this is getting you to the idea. There'll be folks who will only want to listen to the podcast and won't really deal with the writing. And it's gonna be the folks on the other side. Right. Um one of the things we talked about often with your fans is that their loyalty means they don't travel well. They don't cross Facebook. They don't click links. Right. They, they do not travel well. Right. So the fact that there was more than like three clicks on this mm-hmm. says a lot. Right. They want me. They don't want But that's the a conversation we I had a lot in. too, where it's like, I feel like at some point, even with the Facebook lives, those have been steering slowly away from the fundamentals of writing and the writing right. industry. Of course. To it's people finally getting to know you. Right. Um. And I've been saying for as long as... Well, no, I don't think it's people getting to know me. There's been an interest in people getting to know you on a more personal level from what I've seen. In the time that Mm -hmm. we've been a thing, even just professionally, because I worked for you before I did anything. We was fucking then, too. I was working for you before we did anything. (laughs) We did anything like what? I got a check. Um, No. (laughs) Um, I watched as, as those dribs and drabs of... Your personal life, just as you, not relationship, not kids, anything, just you being you, people were gravitating towards that. Mm. So, this is making my stomach hurt. No, I think it's that uh, 
energy bar no, that you keep eating. This is the this is the exact same feeling I had mm. when I pressed published earlier today. Mm. I was like short of breath. Mm. And I always tell people that if something scares you, you should probably do it. I used to say, try something every day that scares you. And then my daughter, who was about five at the time, said, Mom, that doesn't make any sense. Nobody <laughs> can do that. Meezy was like. <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> just be frightened every day. We're, okay, sure. She was like, Mommy, I can't do that. That's just too much. And I was like, you're right. So That's like um, when my son told the, one of the folks who work in the building who said, because I asked him why is he always so happy and chipper. He, mm-hmm. His response was, if you smile, you can trick your brain into being happy. Right. And my six-year-old said, that's not how the brain works. It's not. And it was like, <laughs> it's like shit. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Same, same thing. Um, no, my stomach hurts because mm. it scares me. Mm. And I think you're supposed to sometimes do things that are scary. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is the thing, but... Um, it's scary. I haven't been as free and I don't think you, I, you, you have so much more freedom on the other side of that mic. Like I explained this to you when we were talking slash fighting mm-hmm. about this in real life that you have a laptop on your lap mm-hmm. right now. You sometimes have to look up something while mm-hmm. we're talking. Sure. You're running the boards. Mm-hmm. I'm always cognizant that there's a show happening. Always. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can just zone out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not cognizant of it. I don't even know what that is over there. So one of the things we discussed was at some point we're going to turn this setup around and you're going to be running the board. We're not even turning it around, but I just think that we should switch it up. Like you should have the ability to sit on this side and just relax and not touch anything. So I think you'll see is that that is more a matter of experience with podcasting because I can sit on either side and be very cognizant that I'm on a show. Right. Like, I don't need the board. So that's part of the problem here. You know, mm-hmm. I've been interviewing people for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I know how to smile and think of my next question and quickly look and make sure my recorder's still working. I know how to do what you're doing here. Right. If I'm interviewing someone. Mm-hmm. And I can make them think that I'm fully focused on them. I'm fully focused on this interview. And my mind is in four different places at once. It's like sex. <sighs> really? <laughs> I don't know. Is your mind... I was so much your mind being in four different places. Yours is. We talked about that during the sex episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your mathematical abilities. Anyway. 862-234-0028. Continue. Um, so you just have a different audience mm-hmm. and a different background. Right. And my audience is built on full transparency and vulnerability. Right. And my audience is built on me being a novelist. Right. Some of my people don't want to hear me talk about fucking. They just don't. I want to talk about fucking. <laughs> but there is a great big segment mm-hmm. of this listening audience who's going to cringe when I talk about how spooning is even, the best position ever. I'll do even better. And I think this goes back to the traveling of your audience. Your audience wants to read about you fucking. Mm. I don't know if they necessarily want to listen to it. Right. That's what I mean. Right. They don't want to hear me talk and about Everything it. that you said in that episode, if you wrote it in some in some One Aaliyah of my fashion. Long two thousand word posts yeah. with parentheticals. Folks are in. It's fine. Your Facebook after dark deal. It's folks fine. are in. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that I like it, 
this thing that we're doing. Talk about the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, the podcast. Okay. Okay. And you. I like you, too. Yeah, thank you. And I think it's keeping us sane. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to like you more with headphones on <laughs> <laughs> than without them on. So, we're, we're getting a little bit tense here. A tense. Uh, yeah, we have our moments. Yeah. Quick question. And yeah. that's it. Do you think that... Yes, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that if we're not in isolation mm-hmm. and these episodes are out and free, mm-hmm. do you think you feel more comfortable? Do you think, are you worried that isolation creates more focus on the show because there's nah. shit else Mm-mm. to do? That's not, no, I'm not worried about that. Mm. What I've learned from writing practice and from this is that my people's, I- I'm so grateful. They fucks yeah. with me, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I knew that already, but they're clicking on the link. Mm-hmm. Whether they're at work with headphones on, whether they're in the car on their phone, mm-hmm. or whether they're wherever, they're in the gym. That's the beauty of podcasts. I think people are, I, 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 I think the audience is bigger outside of this. Well, and again, I don't want to get too deep in those. But what I've seen from the numbers, folks are binging. Mm, okay. Folks are running through episodes and episodes okay. and episodes. Okay. They're catching up. And that's the other part of putting out 20. Mm-hmm. Folks won't hear. Except we didn't put out twenty. We've just been plugging along. You're to your folks. So wait, you know what I realized too? After I read the post again, I realized that I may have put some undue pressure on you because I don't think that you've posted every single day. I think there've been times where have you been posting like every day? Haven't you like a new show every day? Yeah. Well, no, because we've had a couple gaps here and there. We've so that's the other part too. the The goal is every day, but it can't be us doing this against our will. Right. So so that's the thing, though. So like I feel a, like now it is kind of against our will. Because once I say we do this every day, we should be doing this every day. I don't know. No. No? No. Okay. No, no. So, once again, referencing Rod and Karen, mm-hmm. they used to do their daily, and it would be three-hour episodes every day. Oh, my God. Just going it. and going and going and going. Um. As you like to say, they were feeding the mall. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mall means? Because I can explain it to you if you want. <laughs> I mean. No, um, no, at one point in that. You didn't You're know. so proud that you taught me a word. This is sad. <laughs> um, they, and I, I, this might have just been even just last year, and they've been doing this for eight or nine years now. Mm. They realized that them being fresh and they're actually enjoying what they're doing right. made for a better show. So they're not every day? So the length of shows got much more under control. Okay. And typically what they'll do is they'll take a week off a month. Oh, that's they, smart. And now they have this whole paid network, but they may still be doing something right. in the background on it so they get paid because that, that's Rod's job, literally. Right, right. But the... Black Eye Tips, the free show that's been around forever, that's a three weeks out the month. Got it. And there are times where they wake up and it's like, yeah, no, not today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never going to be in a position, I'm never going to put myself in a position or put us in a position where we feel beholden to the audience as much as we appreciate them, beholden them to do things against our will. So I'm I've the had, exact so, opposite. So. As an example, and so it's funny, you say the exact opposite, but you give me the leeway to make those calls. I do. I've had a couple rough days. Yeah. Um, 
yesterday you we you asked if I wanted to record an episode. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's like, well, do you want to try a mini episode? I came upstairs, I set up. Yeah. You looked mm-hmm. at me, it's like we don't have to. Mm-mm. And I cried. Mm-hmm. Like I busted out crying. Well he wasn't crying because of No, I was because I was stressed. I was live. Yeah, it's it like mm-hmm. it, I've had a rough couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um and the same goes for you. I'm not gonna let you get behind the mic if you're not in a space to be behind the mic. Right. Um if we behold ourselves to we have to do something every day, that's when you end up saying something behind a mic that you regret. Eek. And because you feel like you have to put something out, that's when it goes out. That's when they Yeah, well, we it. don't get to do that until eight or nine years from now. No, we do. We do get to do that now because this is our show. This isn't I the know. audience's show. I know. I'm just, I do find like, sometimes I do feel like I, you know, even with my Facebook lives, mm-hmm. you know, there's sometimes times where I'm like, Mm-hmm. And then I did take some time off, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to. I just feel like I'm beholden to folks to give them free advice that right. they don't have to pay for about mm-hmm. writing. Um, it's hard for me to not do what I say I'm going to do. If I say Wednesdays at eight, it was hard for me to switch it to Wednesdays at noon. I can't believe I was doing that shit at eight o'clock. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because we needed you know to be in though? the studio. That part, that time switch. You said it was hard for you. It actually wasn't hard for you. You, you just we we had conversations about. What time makes sense? And then we said, hey, we're all we're doing is guessing. You want to do noon? We'll do noon. It was so hard for me. I still second-guessed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the people who were there at 8 um, would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, shit, you could just see it tomorrow at noon. It's still on my page. right? Um, but it's hard for me to... And that's where... Somebody recently reached out to me and said, when are you going to do your calendar? So that we can get fifteen minute free mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I will. I, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. I mean, and, and for it just folks, let me know. If folks are familiar, yeah. You, every you, every three months, mm-hmm. I would put out a Calendly Calendly link, and first come first serve. You click on it, you pick a time frame, and I would talk to you for fifteen minutes, which was really always, almost always, more like thirty minutes mm-hmm. about any project you were working on. Just free advice, just because. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, they feel like I owe that. Right. I've done that many times over the years, and it's extremely stressful. Right. Um, but once I started doing it, I felt like I had a responsibility to do it and that's where i don't feel like i have that responsibility anymore and that and that's where i want i don't want that to leak into this either oh god um we have built a bus with good talk mm-hmm. and we want as many people to get on the bus as possible correct but we always drive the bus it's always our bus so folks are free to get on and get on if if somebody listens to the first five episodes or however many episodes and they don't listen to us again for six months and they want to come back and listen again. Happy to have you. Come and go as you please. Listen, don't listen. So what's the best case scenario with Good Talk? Or do we not think about that? Do we just keep talking? The best case scenario with Good Talk is that we continue to enjoy doing it and that we do it in a way that fits us. If Good Talk becomes a weekly because that's what fits us, then that's what it becomes. If Good Talk becomes a 20-minute length thing because that's what fits us, that's what it becomes. As long as we're authentic to the thing and we do it in a way that we enjoy, everything else will come the way it's supposed to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know you, you love that I say it just like that. <laughs> Play it. 
I say it just like that. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's it's pretty brilliant. Um, but no, I'm not I don't feel beholden to an audience because that's how things die. And again, you know, numbers go up, numbers go down, interest comes, interest goes. So let's just say it now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything about numbers. That's fine. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. It just makes my stomach hurt. Okay. I don't want to know about the states. I don't want to know that Iowa is in the house because I know that Iowa supports me. I don't want to know that Iowa's not in the house. Um, I'm not talking about Ireland. I'm talking about actual Iowa. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. And so I'm going to say so something. So can I name random me. countries like when Japan listens to us? As no. Opposed to- you can't. I don't want to know anything about numbers. Not numbers. Just I don't want to know anything about stats at all. Shout out to Singapore. About- you only listen a couple of times, but we love you anyway. Are you just saying that? <laughs> or are you serious? No, Singapore. We got like two downloads from Singapore once. I know I'm going directly against what you said. You, I apologize. I mean, like, I apologize. Couldn't, couldn't get any further away. I apologize. Who else? Where else? Um, Spain popped up once. I think that's pretty much, yeah. And the rest is here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Did my Aunt Janet download it? Um, So I don't have access. I'm kidding. I know. No, I'm just saying I don't have access to states yet, but it's coming. I'm looking forward to that, but we won't discuss that. This guy downloaded. She's in L.A. I think you'll know. Did Ashanti download it? Hey, Shanti. She already Shanti. said she did. She's like, I've been listening. Yeah. And she, yeah. you told but me, not she's, this one. You told me she said that she. There's I know about it all. That. Nothing. I, mean, I am. What did she say? She said. You only said I am. Oh, no, hold on. She said, I know the stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw the stuff. Mm-hmm. I am the stuff. And then she said, Okay, stuff sounds weird now. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what that means, but there's very little that could ever come out of my mouth that my sister doesn't know. See, now I talked about my sister in there. So the L didn't belong there. That's gross. I meant to hit the L button. But whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to try to have fun with it. That's all it it is. (laughs) (laughs) Am I supposed to like promote it again? Am I supposed to tell people again? Like, oh, by the way, if you haven't. It's not about anything. Hey, come listen to me and my boyfriend talk about shit in our bedroom. We're literally the podcast about nothing. Um, I feel like all podcasts are about nothing. No, that's not true. Not true at all, actually. I feel like most podcasts are about nothing. We're more nothing than most podcasts. So just going back, way back, um, part of what made me decide that podcasting is something that I want to do is uh, I didn't even watch the last episode. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to listen to the last episode. Tonight. Takashi. Takashi 6 9 mm-hmm. Spotify original. Um I can't remember the name of the infamous. Infamous, which I'm assuming there'll be another season. Yeah. Infamous, someone else. Um, infamous is basically like cereal for the hood. Right. Uh, it's good. It really was and really good. It was very tightly produced mm-hmm. and it was very well done. Um, I was about to say shout out to someone, but I'm not. It's more of a new, that's actually, it's almost like a news doc, really. Right. Um, so there's something that I've been rattling around in my brain for a long time mm-hmm. that I thought would be a book 15 years ago. Um, and I guess it never became a book because it was supposed to be a podcast. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way it's supposed to be couched. And that's how I get the people involved that I want to get. 
So I watched that one. I listened to it twice, actually. I listened just to listen as a listener. And then I listened again as a producer um, to see all the moving parts. Um, so that really opened the one floodgates things, for me. One of the things that struck you with that was the end credits and how many folks Correct. were involved in putting this Correct. hour-long show together. Because yep. the end credits are... Is 12, it an hour or half people. an hour? It's about 45 minutes to an hour, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And the end credits are typically like 10 or 12 people yep. who had to put this all together. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, one of them I, I know very well and have worked with. Well, just shut them out now. You've, like, late, you like right? you dragged this through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I you know what? In a weird, not in a weird way, but I always thought of podcasting is as what this is. Just people Rambling. sitting around talking about <laughs> shit. And that's why I never really got cared. I was right. like, I don't want to just sit. What? Everybody's got a podcast. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about exactly? Eh. And now, of course. Oh, there's a point where you said the same thing about blog. Everybody had a blog and half of it. Exactly. It was very much like that. And for a lot of blogs, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like. Well, that was one of the things, even going back to Medium. Right. You were skeptical of medium because you were like, well, how much of the content is actually be good, going to be good content? Right. Versus just pages just of pages of ramblings. whatever. And, you know, they figured it out. Yeah. And it certainly there's some stuff on there that's like, eh, right. what are you doing? Of course. I but think, there's also some good ass shit right. on there. Um, so I'm into this whole podcast thing. What I'm, the only thing I fear now is pretty much I've gone from, I don't want to do a podcast to, am I doing too many within like a two month period? Um, so the doing too many is strictly about your time, your energy and your motivation. Right. Um, much like any media platform these days, this isn't the days of television where they were three stations. Right. And Aaliyah's on channel four, 17 hours a day. Right. It's, we'll develop four or five shows in this network and folks will listen to the one or two that that they they like, like. or they'll listen to all five because they like all five. Right. The people we're in a space now where the way media works, the audience gets to self-select what they want, their level of saturation to anything, right. because there's so many options. And but there's I so guess much stuff out the, there. The, the the issue with that is marketing and promotion, mm-hmm. because you do have a finite amount of fatigue that you can. I can't promote more than a few things mm-hmm. to my audience. They're just like I get one level story a week that they might be able to click on, and mm-hmm. they're getting sick of their level at this point. Um, I mean, that's it's what, dicey. But that's where I promote the network, not the individual shows. Right. Come check out the network. You'll find the show that you like. Right. I'm promoting the one thing. Right. It just so happens right now the one thing is dominated by one thing. Right. Um, as we get more writing practices in, as I figure out what the actual show, the spin is going to be, mm-hmm. as I get back to... As we do producing SPN movies rights. I've never seen with movies Aaliyah never, as King. Right. And as we, uh, we'll see. Um, and we have at least two or three other shows that are in pre-production. Right. One of them is technically One in post-production, almost, almost in post-production. Mm-hmm. So these, as these things build up. The only thing I would have done would be, are you blown? No, I'm good. I could look at you. I'm good. I actually am. And by blown, she's asking my tired. Continue. Oh, yeah. Is that the right word, though? It's a me word. So a lot of folks might not understand that. Blown isn't, I think, a common phrase. Your hair is doing a lot of things. Yes, all horizontal, and I I don't know how I feel about it. Horizontal? No, I'm seeing vertical. Here? 
Yeah. I always have, if there's a vertical, it's also the headphones. I take off the headphones, it just starts jutting out. It's doing weird things. You should just leave it alone. Oh, yeah. Do you see I mean, my I don't hair? have a choice. Do you see my hair? We're in a pandemic. I have no choice but to leave it alone. What else? What no, else? You, that's not true. What? You're always pulling at your hair constantly. So and that, I suspect you may have put some product in it. So me at this at this point, the me pulling is less about adjusting my hair than anxiety. A tick. A tick. Oh, okay. Mm, mm, no, no. I see you just like doing stuff to your hair. I did more stuff to my hair when it was shorter than I do now. Oh, for sure. So yeah. So no pomade. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. I'm impressed. Hey. Do you see what my hair looks like? Go ahead. Act like it doesn't look crazy. Go ahead, Mr. Feminist. All right. My hair looks crazy. (laughs) So, people, I got my hair cut short, 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 short. So the sides were really short, Mm -hmm. and the top was not, you know, kind of... Three inches? Pixie or something? Yeah, about three inches. So now the sides are coming in, and they look crazy. There's no color. And it's just like curly because I have a perm, but now the sides are coming in. My hair is natural on the sides and the back, but straight on the top. And my hair is super thick, which I should not complain about, but it doesn't really lay flat. Like other people, if they had this going on, they would just brush their hair down, tie it down with a scarf and just be flat. You talk I like, can't do you, that. You talk like you, you, as if you attempted to do any of these things on a regular basis and just didn't work. You just go to bed. <laughs> You act like you've done all the maintenance and nothing's <laughs> happening. I know my hair. I cannot brush my hair down and put it tight and tight down and it just be there's tied a, down. There's a do rag in the drawer. Oh my gosh! Oh wait, are you saying you want me to try to do something to it because it looks crazy? So then the other part of all this is that there's no color in my hair, and that's sort of a thing because I've been coloring my hair for like ten years. I don't know what's happening. I I can't tell you what this is about to look like, Shane. I don't know. The short answer is everything's happening. I don't know what color my hair is without color on it. Great. Yeah, I don't know the 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 ratio. I don't know like the type of gray. How long have you been coloring your hair? Like ten years. Your hair's gray. Period. Yeah, I know, but I could be like streak gray, which is cute. Like when I first saw first hair, you're, you're not hearing. Hair, you're not hearing. I me. had streaks right here, and that was it. You're not hearing me. Or you're not hearing be, me. What? Your hair is gray. Well, first of all, clearly it's not all gray because I have a whole full inch of non-colored hair on my hair and none of it is gray. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Sides. Back of my hair. There's no gray back there. It's coming. But it's not there yet. So clearly my hair has to grow a certain length mm-hmm. and then it's going to just all become ridiculous and I'll be Mrs. Claus. And you will be forced to sit in this house and act like it's all good when it's not. Where are the clippers? What do you want to do? Actually, I can't. That's you a problem. Cannot. I can't. I, I do not have to. If you think it's bad now, this will be the last episode if I cut your hair. Why? Because I'll break up with you? Yeah. Yo, what happens if we break up in here and we still live here? Is there a world where we break up with each other and we're still stuck in this apartment I together? I think we have a, both have enough sense to wait that shit out. No, what if there was just no, there was no waiting it out. It was over. We're wait. I think we're waiting. And we're going to live here still. We're waiting till tomorrow, till yeah. Trump opens the country again. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have that conversation. People are breaking up inside of their 
places right now. That's happening. Yeah. If I decide it's over, it's over, my niggas. Were you kicking me out? No. You can't go anywhere. It's a global pandemic. I can't go anywhere because I have no place else to go. That too. <laughs> but it's over. And I sleep downstairs. You sleep up here. Shit. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I was surprised at that one. <sighs> I thought I'd be relegated to the children's room. Oh, I forgot the children aren't in there. There's yeah. no children in there. Mm-mm. Yeah, or the kids room. And the briefers have thought of making that the studio until the pandemic mm. ended. But we're not going to do that. Why? You don't like it in here? No, I do like it in here. I'm saying that that's probably the reason we're not going to do that. Also, I'm holding out hope that there's another week of isolation. And another week of isolation and then what? And then it's over? Or at least having the kids here in some form or fashion. Yeah. Today's my son's on? birthday. I know. Like... Mm. I know, I know, I know. You know, I got to play Fortnite with him, and that was... But, mm, I know. Yeah, yeah. You did so good. Yesterday was really tough. Yesterday was tough. I'm um, so glad we could do some lightheartedness today. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that we would just get on here and be like, I hate you. <laughs> no, I hate you more. So that, I think that's the other part of what's happening as this wears on. It's figuring out what part of... It, whatever we're mad at is your partner versus the situation versus outside things. Because what does it have to do with this show? That's just life in a relationship. No, I'm talking about life and relationships. Oh. I'm not even talking about the show. I'm just oh, talking okay. about in general. As we sit here in isolation talking about, you know, what happens if we break right. up tomorrow. Right. I think part of that is understanding that some of whatever you're beefing about is, is not the thing. Right. Like there has to be some latitude. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, we're trained. We're, we've been training for all the since isolation. day one. Since yeah. day one, this is not a thing. Like we our, have to always be like, how long are we going to be mad about this? Right. Our our arguments tend to. I'm, I'm, I was going to say some themselves. We settle them fairly quickly. And it's quicker now, mm-hmm. right? Because there's just no no space time. for that. Without the isolation, there's no space for it. No. Um, like at, at best, I get to go to the roof. For mm-hmm. a minute and come And back. I was really surprised, by the way, that you asked me to come with you. Mm-hmm. When you said you needed to go upstairs, I kind of thought you were going to go upstairs by yourself. Um, I think that goes back again to understanding that. So as the night wore on, because last night was a rough night mm-hmm. for me personally and us as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as the night wore on, it became more and more clear that. We were annoyed about the thing, mm-hmm. but I was also, I was just in a bad spot. Yes, I was in a bad were. place. Absolutely. And selfishly, it was a place where being alone was going to be worse. Right. So it was, it was uh, beneficial to me to be like, hey, listen, let's put down this side for a minute because there's some shit that's bigger than right. this podcast. Because we, we were essentially arguing about the podcast and- we this, were not arguing about the podcast, but well, that was the, the podcast was the catalyst yes. to a lot of other things. Sure, that still wraps up in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, um, at least last night it did. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, there wasn't an, an, there was no value in holding on to that when I'm hurting. Right. Um, and if anything, I think last night I realized that the hardest thing for me. Is to know when to push forward and when to pull away. Right. 
from you mm-hmm. when you're in a bad space, whether right. I've caused it or not. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I I'm think not if, used to. And I think I've said this and I haven't said it before. You've, you're pretty good at it, mm. actually. Um, I've had other relationships where folks navigated that mm-hmm. and it didn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did a lot of times where that fallback really felt like abandonment, like, good luck, figure that shit out, I'm right. gonna be over here. Mm-hmm. I don't get that with you. Because even your fallback is still like... But I'm right here. I'm right here. Like, the, there was one time where you talked about you fell back, but you were literally sitting next to me. Right. Um, and I can't remember what that was. It might have been something similar, whatever it was. I was having another tough night, and you did what you call falling back, but you're literally sitting across the table from me. Mm-hmm. That You were there, mm-hmm. and I can reach out or not reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was during the Kobe stuff, maybe. Yes. Yep, that's what it was. Um, but you're not an easy read. You're not... I'm not. You're not... Thank God you're not afraid of your emotions and expressing mm-hmm. them, but it's still not... Whatever all those things could be. It could be fear. It could be hurt. Mm-hmm. It could be jealousy. It could be rage. It could be hunger. Like, what those things mean are not clear. So I went from very much demonstrating no emotion to now being one note emotionally right. when things are rough and it's right. all tears and fidgety and all those other things. So, yeah. So this is turned into a fun <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So good talk exists. Right. The world knows it now. Yep. We're going to play Scrabble. Mm-hmm. We're going to compete in sneaker creation. I love that you're doing takeaways. I have to resurrect that sad ass ending <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, and wait, that wasn't sad. Talking about me crying and why falling. is that sad? It's a weird note to end a show on. Is it? Uh, we, we did you see an upward swing when you do these kind of things? This oh. that was kind of a downward swing because okay. laughing, giggling, and I was like, and when and I then cry, you cried, and I didn't know why. Okay, uh, well, you yeah. have good takeaways. Um. Why is this takeaways feels a little too therapy like sometimes? I love takeaways. So what takeaways do you have? Um, let's see. We're gonna get married. <laughs> Maybe. Um Maybe. That wasn't a takeaway though. We didn't talk about that never came up. So okay. how was that a takeaway? Okay, fair. You okay? Um, what other takeaways? I'm gonna be serious right now because that wasn't a real takeaway. That wasn't a real takeaway. Nothing to see here. That's not a thing. Tell them. Say that's, that's getting, not a thing. That's getting yeah, say thing? that's not a thing. Say it. Say that's not a thing. So your takeaways? <sighs> um, my takeaways are the same as yours. Scrabble. Um gotta figure out how you feel about fire and desire by rick james and tina marie that wasn't on the show either we'll continue um spooning is the best sexual position ever what other takeaways are there you can watch the first 10 minutes of this podcast on something youtube oh the unboxing facebook yeah i don't know facebook. something i think facebook is yeah. sufficient if you want to see it um after well yeah when i still have to do some production on that so that's not going to be immediate i don't think um what other takeaways i finally decided to stop hiding this project from people Mm -hmm. 
and it feels good it feels both freeing and terrifying terrifying to do that oh you have to pick a question it's your turn is it my turn mm-hmm. uh okay. here oh thank you just oh. don't unplug it because that's the power for the mixer no pressure. Oh dear. Which side? The left or the right is the power? Uh the My right. Left. My right. Um so Marcel Proust was a Frenchman and he often had gatherings at his home. Salons. Yes. And he wrote books and he was a critic and he was an essay. Um he would have these events and he would ask people questions. He came up with these um, questions that are supposed to let you know whether or not a person was really what? Learned? Mm-hmm. Or something? And it's become known as the Proust questionnaire. So Shane, I don't know if you know this or not, but do you know how magazines are formatted? Because pretty much every magazine is formatted the same way. Tell me. So you got the cover and the back cover, obviously. Um, the cover, the back cover is the most expensive ad because it's big and you can see it whether or not you buy the magazine or not, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So the back cover is really expensive. And then the inside back cover, not equally, but also expensive. So you want your content that's right across from that inside is cover. Is that why the last page of magazines are always like my short, favorite parts? Bris- yes, because they're short. They're breezy, mm-hmm. lots of white space, maybe usually a Q&A or something fun. Yeah, Esquire, like, GQ, yes, all my, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always that inside back cover. That's what the Prowse questionnaire was for Vanity Fair. Okay. I'm not sure if they still do it. Also, it's easy to get a celebrity to do that inside back cover because they're usually more familiar with that segment too. Mm-hmm. It's a lighter thing than the inside. Right. So it's 10,000 words. Correct. So your first several pages are going to be front of the book. Mm. Every page is going to be cut up. It's going to be 250, 250, 250, 250. Cut in half, 750 on the top, 250 on the bottom, et cetera. All mm-hmm. the way until you get to the feature well. So the center of the book is going to be the features, usually four. 2,000 to 5,000 words, depending on the magazine. Then back of the book is what that's called. Mm-hmm. More short, short, short pieces all the way to that last page that you like. Mm-hmm. Prowse questionnaire. Why am I telling you this? Because you're a nerd. Continue. The Prowse questionnaire is the uh, inside back cover. Back cover of Vanity Fair. But why did I want to explain all that to you? Because you're a nerd. Continue. That's not from being a nerd. That's from working in magazines. You're a magazine nerd. Go ahead. Huh. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So many I want to ask you. We should probably it. pick these before we do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. They're so good. Okay. I'm just going to ask a, a, a tough one. Which words or phrases? Magnanimous. Mulligan. Diviner. No, go ahead. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Who? Um... Actually, or is, no, that's my son. No, uh, you're actually, he's I, technically. He's technically. So actually, I think is one. If, is there another? Any help? I think any 
qualifier that you can think of. I'm chock full of qualifiers for things. And like personally? Yeah. You got a lot of personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I also, one of the criticisms I got a long time ago about my writing, it's funny, I've gotten criticized for it and I've gotten sort of kudos for it. I sometimes write like I talk, mm-hmm. which means that conversationally I, I have too many words. Mm. As somebody mm-hmm. who's edited me and says a <clears throat> written word, I have too many words. Sometimes. You know. Not this last piece I looked at. I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a good writing coach. Mm. I have a terrible editor. She's a Oof, wench. But anyway. Um, no, I, I think I I qualify and mitigate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I, I don't know if this is as specific as me saying actually or personally, but I, I always put in qualifiers just because I have this insecurity about being wrong mm. and needing like, well, I said possibly mm-hmm. the sky was blue. So like you use a lot of words the way you just did to answer that question. Like, is that what you mean? Because that was fucking wordy as fuck. I don't care. You also spent 17 minutes explaining why this was <laughs> the back cover of the thing. But anyway. That wasn't my question though. Uh, Your turn. Um, shoot. I feel like that question other people can do for you better than you can do for yourself. Mm. I can't think of any. I know I say, are you kidding me? A lot. Mm. Um, it feels more like, yeah, those those tend to feel more like catchphrases, though. It's not like a... A, a catchphrase is a phrase. True. So it says words or phrase. Are you kidding me? Mm. Seriously? Mm. I use that a lot. Both of those I use mostly with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. You can't a lot. There's a lot you can't do. <laughs> so much. I there cannot. was one that almost snuck in that I'm glad we nipped in the bud. Why? Go off. <laughs> that was this close to becoming a thing. And we might not be here today if it had. Ooh. You hit me with one go off when I had to. Ooh. Somebody had to sit down. You or me. Somebody had to go sit down someplace. Both of us had to go sit down. Because go off was not going to be a part of this. I don't know why. What that, is it about that, that expression that just just wasn't going to work? The way it fell out of your mouth? Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember and what we were talking about. But it was like, blah, blah, blah. But go I off. Was, was I was like, already hyped up. You were on. And it's a hyped up word yeah. that should not be used with a hyped mm-hmm. up feel. It's the verbal equivalent of clapping as you talk. Yep. You might as well clapped out the syllables at that point. So we can go out the corner and shot the So also, one. it was not cool because it's corny. That's that's bad enough. I don't care if it's witty and brilliant or not. No, <laughs> but it's just like, because it's extra. Like for me, 46-year-old, mm-hmm. like I'm not 22. Mm-hmm. Like it's millennial slang, go mm-hmm. off is. It's not supposed to be used with two grown-ass people. So I'm using grown, millennial slang. Mm-hmm. It's super aggressive. Super and aggressive. And it's super dismissive. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of mean. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to use it like that. Go no, off that, is for like, oh, you wearing that? Mm, go off. That's what you're supposed to do. No, you're on. not supposed to use go it when levels. you're that. Pre- yeah, I know. But a couple shouldn't be using it at that level. Nobody should be using it at that level. <laughs> that was like bad. I said, that's the clapping. I think I might have apologized for saying go off you did. before we even got to the but content. Now, but now go off has become a joke between us <laughs> because that was so bad. But go off was about to be an actual thing for you. 
I don't think so. Mm, it felt I like think it. I was gonna. It felt like that. F- it came out way too comfortably. <laughs> you but go off. Ooh, you like was you, tight. Like you pulled that pistol and hit the bullseye the first time you ever touched it. <laughs> when I heard it come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh dear." It felt good, didn't it? It did, but it also felt super wrong. So I knew it wasn't gonna be. So that's it. I mm. have. I can't. Seriously, can you not? Ooh, forgot. Can, can you not? not? Can you not? Oh, um, that's not helpful. <laughs> also annoying. <laughs> also aggressive. Yes. Also a sign that things have ramped up. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. Is the new go off? Yeah. 